It's the Low Score Podcast. And now, here's Bobby and Jay. Ah, hello, Jason. Bobby, it's been a while. It's been a long while. It's been a while. It's been a while. I was gonna, damn it, I was not going to say it like that. <laughs> that's a, that a thing I'm starting to do now. Oh. And as we both mentioned, it's the worst when you just instinctively do that or give an itch, man, along, around people who have no, no idea what that means. Yeah. Or, or when, especially when you do them all in a row. When you <laughs> right. do the it's been and then it's been a while. Like, what? Yeah, it's been. It's a weird nervous tick. Man, I thank you and Kevin both for turning me on to Comedy Bang Bang. I've, I mean, you've been pitching the show to me for many years. It's it's a hard sell, and I was not all in listening to one or five episodes either. Yeah, but I listened to that best those those best ofs, and I'm on board. That's smart because the more you get involved in the characters and right, um, like Scott Ackerman's like really unique way of running that show. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, it's one of the most rewarding podcasts around. So, we have a big show. The biggest. It's been a while, don't say it. Because this is a video game podcast. Is it? It is, and it's low score episode 112. Big episode 112, Bobby and Jay. Bobby, you're over there. I am here. Jay, you are over there. Hi. And we are ready. We have a packed, packed show. Are you going on a trip? Because this show is packed. And uh, I think we should just jump right into what we've been playing because we've got some big segments today, as you know. Important news this past yeah, we got it. We got to talk a whole days. lot of news since last time. Um, so yeah, let's talk about what we've been playing. We've been playing a little bit of games. Okay, so um, I actually haven't played as much as I had expected to play. Same here. I've been working on a computer machine. Oh, computer machine! Beep, boop, beep, boop. I decided to build a personal computer. You decided. Um, so you need a personal computer for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so as you mentioned last time, uh, you graduated, came, had a little bit of pocket change. You've been wanting to build a computer for a while. So you're like, I'm going to build one kind of primarily for gaming, maybe also some uh, uh, video editing, PowerPoint stuff, maybe also some media streaming. Mm-hmm. So what'd you do? Um, I went to PCPartPicker.com. Mm-hmm. And I just started putting things together, and I was like, okay, I want – there were like a couple options I could have taken, a couple routes that I've discussed. So it was either, all right, let's just build a PC, an inexpensive PC, whatever, you know, a tower to go by the TV or under my desk. Got it. It's like, well, no, what I really want is something that could like fit in the living room-ish ecosystem. So I'll try to build a smaller box. So that's when you go like the mini ITX boards or motherboards and smaller cases. Mm-hmm. Um and as I was looking into that, I was like, oh, what if, what if I built a machine that could dual purpose as a Hackintosh? There you go. Or a Custo Mac, as it is also called. Gross. Um, and so I was, as I was pricing things together and I was looking at this website, it's like Tony X, Tony X86 or something like that. Um, he has like a, a list of parts that are known to be compatible with Mavericks. It's just, you know, you can only buy an NVIDIA graphics card. Okay. Something like yep. that, you know. You have to buy an Intel processor. You can't buy sure. an ATI processor. Um, so what did, did you go with an i7? or I went with an i5. i5, okay. I that's, went with... That's what's in my Mac Mini, and it's pretty pretty yeah. solid. It's a 3.4 gigahertz i5. It's like the 
it's the overclockers ones. It's mm. like the four, third, three, six, I don't know, some number K, right? Okay, sure. So that's, that's the processor I'd wanted. I'm not going to overclock probably, but you know, it was like the, a good price on the top of the line of those like i5s. Because the i7s, by the time you get to there, like you bump it up like it's another hundred dollars. Yeah, so I went with that. I went with a an NVIDIA uh, GT660 graphics card, which was like a middle of the road. It was about $190, $180, somewhere in there. Um, I bought a, a case that is supposed to be a mini ITX case. It's called the BitPhoenix Prodigy. And actually, if uh, tested, built one of these as like their like monster gaming rig recently. Mm-hmm. So it is a larger case than like an HTPC that you would actually stick in your you know uh, living room. Um, but smaller than a traditional tower. But it's smaller than a traditional tower, but it's like it's wider, so it's weird. And it has these weird. It has feet on it. Like it reminds me of a uh, the old like a uh, Mac Pro. With like oh the yeah, with like the like silver things at the top and bottom. Yeah, like handles. It has yep. that on the top and the bottom because it has exhaust on the top and the bottom. Right. Or uh, yes, exhaust on top of the bottom as well. Um, so I put all the things I built it and I got it running and I don't have a copy of Windows. So I put the first thing I did is I spent days and days putting OS ten on it. That's silly. It's got. I have Mavericks running. I still do not have HDMI audio. Oh damn it! <laughs> Which I mean, I can just use like a little audio aux jack or whatever. The RCA cord to go okay. to the TV. Sure. Which is fine. But uh, um, still working on that. And I booted up The Witcher 2. How's it run? <laughs> yeah. Actually, so it runs pretty well. I mean, it's hard to tell for me the diff- like real difference between like the graphics in a lot of these games. Because late generation 360 stuff and PS3 looked so good. Can you turn the, the settings up all the way? I cannot turn them to ultra. So it auto configured to be like high. It said like high end or something. Like okay, that. good. So it probably looks better yeah. than. But I, you know, I was going to play. Versions. The only like really intensive thing I have is Metro twenty thirty three, and that does oh. not run on OS ten. Sure. OS. So I got to wait until Windows is installed. But working on it. So I, I, I've been spending time making a thing. Plus, around games. with that, not actually using it for gaming as of yet, though. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that occupied a bunch of my time. Cool. Um, let's see. I've uh, I've continued to play Bravely Default, which I'm probably just going to say the rest of the year. This is becoming the new like Persona Three. Um, it's the best. The more <laughs> the more I play it, the more like fanatical I get about it. I'm st- I'm glad that you're still enjoying that game. Like the more options I start to get. So uh, I've started to figure out kind of like how the jobs like work for Bravely Default. So every job has 14 levels and there's this break between level eight and nine where it becomes crazy expensive to level it up. So getting a job to level eight is like peanuts. Like it'll literally be like, I think it's 30, 70. What this is the, like you get JP at the end of each battle you assign to level up. So it's like 30, 70, 150, blah, blah. Then it's like 600, 800, 3,500 is the gap between eight and nine. So all of a sudden it's like, and then it's like 3,500, 4,000, 4,000, 5,000. Okay. So, so it's not like increasingly insane. It's just, there's a a hump that you have to go over. So the idea is like, all right, if you want to be like level eight pirate, that's real easy. So like getting those like base level, um, attributes to like make available to your character is really easy. 
but if but you're probably going to only have one maybe two classes where you're actually going to go all the way and level them up okay so that's kind of how i'm doing it like i have um ring a bell for example he's mainlining knight and sword um fencer so he has like sword magic. He, he hits guys really hard with swords and he can augment with spells if he wants. Yeah. But then I'll also go and do like some pirate stuff to get um, like, uh, no, I ninja to get like counter pirate stuff to like get some speed augmentations, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Now, so uh, you have to remind me because I don't exactly remember how it works. Each character has their their main job that they're working on right and they can use all those things the abilities then yes. they have the secondary job and do they when they have the secondary job or the like abilities the secondary job equipped do they get all of them or do you have to pick so you get so there's two kinds of abilities there's active and passive mm-hmm. so active would be like um cure cura okay yeah. like like abilities in battle you use then there's passive which is like um Physical defense plus 20%. Um, raise sword aptitude to level S, to like full rank. Okay. Okay, yeah. That's, and that, that is that like big wheel that you can choose from where you can go and pick, mix and match between any class that you have available based on how you've leveled up or who you've, uh, few, I don't know what the term is. Exactly. Like the, the 3DS connection. So you're, the, cla- the job you have equipped, you get all the active skills and every job has one passive skill that you just get. Like, for example, like Monk is um, you're really good at punching dudes. Like the unarmed, like punching is up to S rank. Um, Then you pick a second job and you get all of the active stuff that you've unlocked. But none of the passive stuff. Okay. Then the passive skills, you, you continue to get more and more points and you have to assign those from all the jobs you have, including the job you have now. So, for example... Like white mage at some point unlocks like, um, like MP plus ten percent. You don't get that even if you're a white mage. You still have to like equip that. Okay, that's right. Yeah, and so I I really enjoyed thinking about that and looking at that system. It was the problem that I had at the time where that stuff wasn't coming fast enough for me to. Like feel like I was really getting to enjoy it. Like it was going to take me so long to get into the part of the game where I have all these options available to me right. that I was getting frustrated. So I think if, so if you, it's it's good to know that it actually pays off. It really pays off, and it, and it becomes like you've really got to sit there and like think about what you want. Um, and sometimes, especially like looking at guides, it's illogical. Like I was shitting all over red mages because I think they suck, mm-hmm. but the red mages level two support ability is MP plus twenty percent. So it's Pretty totally good. worth, like, at this point, I'm getting, you know, 100 JP a battle. So I can swap in Red Mage for somebody, play one, maybe two battles, boom, they've got it. Okay. And then just switch yeah. them back to be like, all right, I don't care about that because now I have that ability forever. That's the part of the game that I, wanna, I want to be in. It's awesome. You're, I, you're, don't wanna, I just don't want to work for it. You're pretty doggone close. Um, I know. I, I just, I'm so sure that if I put my mind to it. The... The, the game continues to be really rewarding in a challenging way that I don't remember a lot of JRPGs being. Um, just in terms of, like, thinking about each battle, um, going really defensive, defaulting a lot. Um, and I find I'm a lot more easy, uh, apt to adapt to situations than I am in other games. 
Um, I had I fought a boss yesterday where you actually have to kill him three times, which I worried about. Like I went into the battle, and I'm like, he doesn't have that many hit points. And then he like resurrected himself twice. He was a paladin. Ah. So he's like got all these crazy healing spells. But I'm like, all right, no problem. I can deal with this. I'm resilient. I've buffed up my guys enough, and I've got enough healers. Let's do this. So I continue to really love that game. I'm at the end of chapter four. I'm just about to get the Earth Crystal. I was playing it at home. Awesome. It's the best. It's the best. Good. Um... Well, I'll talk about a little bit about some uh, Final Fantasy games myself. Do it. Okay, so I played a little more Final Fantasy V. Okay. I was just jogging along. Yeah. The, the funny thing about that is I'm so used to you know, playing a game on the Vita or the 3DS where it has a suspend state, not on the Game Boy Advance SP. I mean, you can close it. Yeah, you can close it. You have to remember to turn off the light and then close it because it doesn't automatically turn nope. off the light. And it's going to eat up some battery pretty and bad. It's going to kill kill some battery. And my, my, my clock on it is like 45 hours. That's hilarious. <laughs> the game clock. I'm like, well, this is meaningless. I have no idea. Um, I've been following along with a friend of the show, good friend of the show's uh, the website that he's worked on, the Caves of Narsh mm-hmm. Final Fantasy V walkthrough. Excellent. It's been pretty good. Solosi. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even say it. I just assume there's like you're just too intent on saying friend of the show, good friend of the show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, they're doing that, and then picked up Final Fantasy ten ten two yeah. HD remaster nice. for the Vita. So you've got the guidebook, you've got the game. How's it playing? How's it looking? Okay, so I, I I've literally only put like an hour into the game, and uh, if you recall from Final Fantasy ten, so what I'm starting with. Mm-hmm. So I played Final Fantasy X back in college. Did you finish first, it? First year. No. Okay. My save card f- was deleted like 40 some odd hours in. Oh, 45 boy. hours in. Yeah. So I, 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 I kind of remember bits and pieces of it, but it is like going back to a new thing because I haven't even thought about that game since then. Um, I'm playing on the expert sphere grid mode. What's that do? So the regular ass sphere grid for leveling up your character you basically just like went to whatever the next slot was, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, sphere grid kind of sucks. Yeah, it, it was it was just a an it's interactive an, way to level you up automatically. It's an abstraction of a linear progression. Yes. Yeah. So this is a linear progression. The, the sphere grid is the same, basically same thing. So, you know, um, if you're not unfamiliar with the sphere grid, you it's it's a path. It's like a, it's a big map and it has yeah. paths on it. It has spirals. six different paths for six of the seven characters. Right. There's like Yuna's on a white mage path. Orin right. is like a I'm slow, but I do a lot of damage path, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, and everyone starts out in their, their different parts of it. And then eventually later in the game, you get to like choose to go into a different path and then, you know, get like a secondary skill. So yeah. you could be. That's very late game, but it works. Yeah. Like that's a. Uh, so like what this does is it. Instead of going directly from node to node on the grid, you get points to spend to like skip nodes. So like you could effectively like skip over a skill to get a later skill earlier, hmm. but it costs you things to get to that point. So like I you know, I'm like I'm never gonna use uh cheer, right? Okay. Like one of those like early things. So I could conceivably just move my character over Past like you know one two three nodes, jump over that to the next node, and then and move on from there. It's going to cost me a little something, but then I'm not spending the sphere points or ability points or whatever that you're using to activate those nodes. Can you go so, back and activate them later? 
you you can, but you have to pay to go backwards. Oh, gross! As well. Okay. Well, so the the thing is, so like, you need to know you don't care about it at all. Right. Exactly. It is. It is more. It reminds me more of the um, the Final Fantasy twelve uh, grid, whatever that was called. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Gambit. That is a thing from Final Fantasy twelve. Yeah, but it is. They're like tiles or something. Grid. Uh, I don't remember. Damn it. Anyway, well, you're looking it up. So it's more like that where you get you license get board. License board. Fuck. You know, so you can you can make some choices, and then but on this one you can see everything ahead of time, so you know exactly where you're going. So you can just like drag your cursor around and see what all the abilities are. So. It's just like a little different than the the typical sphere grid. So, but I figure that's a smarter way to play at this point, especially since they added that. Yeah. Um, th- it looks good. Okay. Like it, it certainly looks like a. They've made it prettier. They've made it prettier, right? Like mm-hmm. all the textures a little rounder. Everything just looks smooth. Nice. You know, it looks like, it looks like a Vita, like a good Vita game. Cool. To me. Um, I don't. I can't imagine how it look. I mean, I guess it looked fine on a big TV. But there's also something about like having that smaller screen that just makes everything look a little nicer. Just having a portable. Uh, the voice acting is still really bad. Uh-huh. And, and all How's Riku? Like, well, so I just, I just got to the part where I've met Riku, and I'm now like on her, her little pirate ship. Right. God, uh, Titus and Yuna are pretty bad, too, though. Yeah. No, like really bad. Yeah. Oron is also bad. In fact, oh, no. the, only good, the only good person is Waka. <laughs> yeah, great. Well, Walk plays Blitzball. That makes sense. Have you played Blitzball yeah. yet? I haven't played Blitzball yet. Use some Dotto. Yeah, Dotto's I, your I man. He's so fast. Literally only have, like, Sin just swallowed up the world, and I'm, oh. I'm now on the pirate ship. All so right, so you're right, right in the beginning. Um, but, yeah, it's it's cool. I'm looking forward to, mm. uh, to continuing on with it. So, pro tip, even though this is a pain in the butt, remember, so in Final Fantasy X, remember you can swap out characters mid-battle with no problem? Yes. So... Make sure everybody does at least one attack because you only level up people who are in the battle. Yes, yes, Just that is a good stupid. You don't even get per- half experience or anything. I know it's not even. Yeah, it's Pokemon style. Yeah, exactly. Yep, it is. Or or Persona style. But no, I uh, you know, I only have two characters right now, so okay, they're not. A I don't. I can't swap anyone in and out yet. But uh, but it looks it looks good. I'm excited. Nice. And then I'll just say I, I played a little more Persona 4 Arena. I remember we talked about that last time. Yep. But and, you realize uh, it's a fighting game? It's a fighting game. It's a fighting game, and it's the story of Persona that I don't really care about. It's like the mythology oh. more so than the character. Oh, gross. So it's all like... It's like, oh, let's talk about the mysteries of the Midnight Channel yep. and going inside of the TV. I'm like, well, that's fine. But like, I want a social link. Yep. There's no social linking in this game. So there's that. Um, what else you got? Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I played uh, Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 2. It's been out for a while. Episode 3 came out. I'm like, oh, shoot, I hate being two episodes behind. So I'm going to play that. Um, I still like it. It's neat playing as Clementine um, after being with her the first game. I think I, I, I said uh, an email to you guys, like, the, the push-pull between you're playing as a little kid versus, like, you're playing as somebody who's seeing some serious shit is really fun. Hmm. And, and like how she would react in different situations. Like I, I, uh, I'm actually playing her as like overconfident. Cause I feel okay. like that mix of like world weariness and immaturity makes sense. So she's a little bit more like brash. 
what are what are the other ways to like is it like just like timid and i mean yeah not necessarily like weak but a little bit more timid and stuff you know i mean like like in all these games there's often a choice between like should we kill the guy or should we like let him go like i should we should we kill the guy or should we kill sh- the, should we the run to guy? save these people or maybe just do nothing and protect ourselves mm-hmm. and i'm always like they're nope they're too far gone protect ourselves okay fuck them like nope like that's yeah that my, that is a very that is very different than my, my friend died i'm not gonna fuck around the hero who wants to save everybody exactly the, the hero who is who is smart enough or the, the the kid who is smart enough now to know that that's not how the world works anymore yeah huh um so i i like that a lot it's um the game so that that stuff's really fun the gameplay part isn't as engaging now that i've played some of fables like having the the mystery element involved in the fables game mm-hmm. is super smart cuz it makes the dialogue choices not just the role playing stuff i was talking about it's like role playing stuff plus you're trying to get information from people so yeah. like as bigby i find like i can act different ways around different people depending on how um you know how i think they're going to m- most react to giving me information mhm um, but it's still fun. I'm going to keep keep up with it. I think the story's uh, overall has been pretty good. Not not as immediately engaging as the first season so far, but we'll see. That's fair. I mean, Telltale's, Telltale's got a lot on their plate, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you given the stuff we know now, how they juggle <laughs> yeah, no kidding. different series. Or if, if they'll even be more Walking Dead. They'll probably be another Walking Dead at some point. Yeah. Um, I played a little Sports Friends. Sports Friends hey. out. Um, uh, been for, out for a little bit. So I brought into work and played some Joust. Uh, friend show, good friend show. Jimmy came over and we played a bunch of the other games. Um, I'll probably wait to talk about it m- until I've really sat down and played four-player games with all of it. Um, I played some two-player Bari Bari Ball. Bari Bari Ball. I, I, we played one. some Bari Bari Ball. Uh, I think it's only okay with two players. That's a, yeah. That's got to be four players. Yeah, totally. Um, you, you need to be able to pass. Yep. Did you play any Get on Top? No, so I I had these like a standalone build of this. So oh. I I still do not have a way of playing well official way of playing sports friends. Right. Because I got the the PC or computer package, and some of them are for Windows, some of them are for Mac. Oh and, God, yeah. But uh, and I also don't have anyone to play with right now because it's summertime and no one's around. Well, you'll get an official build at some point whenever they. Yes, absolutely. Right now, it's only out for PS3 and four. Yeah. Um, it is. So one of the questions you have is like, what what like took so long for all these games? And there's two things I, I think of when I play them. One, like there's clearly a huge level of polish for these super simple games. Mm-hmm. Like when a game is so simple, um, especially something like Super Pole Riders, if something's off, like the physics are a little bit off or the arenas are too big or too small, you can see it like not being fun. Oh, yeah. So I can see the amount of playtesting being like really crucially important. Even more so than like a shooter where like if, if a map's not fun, that's not a problem because there's a million other maps and a million other guns and stuff. Um, also, just like the menus and the different options and presentation is so awesome. Yeah, they did a, a fantastic job coming up with a way of bundling all this stuff together. Because I remember seeing that, you know, first time I'd seen that was at a MAGFest. Mag yeah, I saw it there too. And I, was, I also wasn't aware with, um, you know, because we played your version of Joust a bunch of times. This full retail version has like 7 billion options. There's like all sorts of alternate game modes. 
There's like, you yeah, can, yeah. You can play in teams. You can play where one player doesn't play, but their baton is like a conductor's wand, and that alternates the speed of the music. Like, it's oh, I haven't seen that. Person. That's cool. There's like a, uh, there's a team mode with leaders where one person's um, bulb is brighter than everybody else's, and if they get out, the whole team gets out. There's a trader mode where you play in teams, and one person on each team's controller vibrates a little bit at the beginning, so you are actually playing on the other team, but the other team doesn't know it, and your team doesn't know it. Wow. So you only win if they win. A bunch bunch of modes like that. Tons of different um, voices, besides just Doug. Um, you could, There's Rux from uh, Bastion, there's a Stanley mm-hmm. Parable announcer, a bunch of other funny voices, so... That's a that's a nice little package. That's really well done. I look forward to getting four people around to play the other games, but how just still fun. So here uh when you brought it when you brought Joust into work. Yeah. What was that like? It was great. That's a lot of equipment, right? No, I'm saying like equipment wise. You had to oh. bring your PlayStation three. Actually. Yeah, I don't know. I mean uh a, a bit of a hassle, right? So I'd uh I got a big bag and I put the PlayStation three in there and the controller and the four wands and my charging cords. Um, I was charging cords in my laptop all day to like yeah. make sure they were all charged up. Um, they don't charge the place or the Sony PlayStation three controllers do not charge in the wall. I don't think. No, they don't. I, I they cause don't. I tried to charge them in the wall just using like a Kindle, you know, charger thing. Yep. It didn't work. They do not. The only nice thing is, so I, I plug them into my laptop and the, the light turns red when they're charging. And then it does turn off when they're fully charged, which is nice. So I would know they were fully charged without having to like mess That's with cool. Um, so, you, I mean, yeah, we had to, uh, so, so I had to bring in a big bag of stuff, I guess. So yeah, somewhat inconvenient, but not horribly inconvenient. Uh, it, you know, having it on the laptop yeah. was nice. Well, the laptop has a screen built into it already. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about hooking the thing up to another thing. And that's going to be, and, that's going to be better for joust, I think. And, and just having the, um, Bluetooth keyboard, because there are now like visuals, there's like, a cartoons of like old timey people playing instruments and stuff and they'll like flash and you can clearly see who's in and out and stuff, but it's, mm-hmm. it, it's really awesome looking, but totally unnecessary. Like, and just know, ambient. Just basically. ambient. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it'll be interesting to see how joust gets taken up more broadly and in how, and how it gets played and how people organize that as that's a little more difficult to do than yeah. we you know, actually, the other three games. We actually had problems because like, um, we have like a million rooms with like nice projectors and stuff and like wired for sound. We're like, we'll just, we'll just use that except they don't have HDMI plugs. Huh. So we had to like move in a big TV into like the conference room we were in, plug it in. Um, then we wired the sound to the like TV. So at least we got the sound going through the ceiling and stuff, which was fun. That's cool. But that was a bit of a, yeah. Hassle. But it worked. It's fun. People liked it. Oh, awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, sitting down and playing all those things with everybody. Mm-hmm. We'll get some in the lab, and that'll be good. Yeah, get that'd be on. great. Okay. Um, I'm going to save I'm gonna save the top one for last year. So I'm just going to say, I played a, a game that came out a little while ago on Steam. It's called Mirror Moon EP. Okay. Um, it is one of those games that I bought just because it looked so weird as to be intriguing it is a first person puzzle game in which you are on a moon 
you're intended to be on a moon. And then there's another moon across from you. And you can see said moon across from you. And as you walk around your moon, you pick up little power-ups that allow you to manipulate the environment in different ways. Hmm. So one of them is like, if you fire your little beam gun at the, the other moon, the mirror moon, then you can see beams of light that like come off of that moon that are also reflected onto your moon. So it's like, oh, where I, like, I need to figure out where I am or like where I'm going to go. I'm going to shoot some beams of light on the mirror moon and create a path for myself of like pillars of light on my moon to walk around. This looks great. Up, I'm looking at screenshots now. You pick up a, a weapon that allows you to rotate the other moon using the, the circle pad. So there's information on the one moon that you need to understand what is going on on your moon. Hmm. One of the things that you – another power-up is like you can pick up the – like you, you gr- grab the mirror moon to, oh, neat. to, to describe it. And then you like drag it around in the sky. And as you drag it around the sky, like – you find out that the moon that you're looking at is an eclipse from the sun. And so there's like a different like light and dark world on your moon cool. that you need to interact with. So it is a game about figuring out how to complete all the puzzle objectives on your moon using these limited sets of tools that you're given. Is it also about a, a much in the trailer right now? It doesn't look like there's any uh, like HUD or anything. So are you aware of what the puzzles are or are you just kind of nope. walking around the world until you Tot- find something? It, it t- totally walk around the world until you find something. So when the game begins, you're in a dark cockpit mm-hmm. and there's just things to interact with. And so you just like go around like flicking the switches in your cockpit to see what happens. You have like, I, I had no idea. You're just basically like touching every button to figure out how the game works. So one of the buttons is like, turn on the lights. That's the first, the first button that you would be highlighted over. So if wow. you just press that, you turn on the lights and you switch on the music and sound effects. And then you eventually figure out how to, um, you know, beam down from your ship to a moon or to travel right. from planet to planet. And so what I figured out about this game is I, th- I had thought that I just like beat it, right? Like I'd played for, you know, a half hour, 45 minutes or something. I figured out a bunch of puzzles and I created a bridge that connected my moon with the mirror moon. And it was like, wow, well done. Cool. I was like, okay, all right. And then I, I figured out how to use a little mini map to go to different planets. I was like, I bet each planet has a different puzzle on it. And I would go to a planet and you go to a planet by like typing in the numbers and then like punching a card effectively that puts the coordinates onto a, a disc and you right. insert the disc in the disk drive and you get beamed down to the moon. Nice. And there's a side A and a side B. So side A is effectively the tutorial. It's like the little single player thing that you're doing. Side B, I found out, is a like a massively multiplayer online game in which everyone who's playing is on the same server trying to find every possible like moon that exists out there, like every planet that, or every moon that they can travel to. And so it's called a season and you're trying to, everyone who's playing the game is trying to find, like discover all the different places that they can go during the course of that, oh by, like flying around and traveling to them. So I didn't get too deep into that stuff, but there is like 42 seasons or something like that. And you know, it'll tell you like the percent completed or like percent of the planets found that you need to find. Um, and pick up stuff on. I, I don't know how compelling that it's going to be in comparison to the just like puzzle game that I was playing. Sure, I mean, you know, there there is the puzzle game. I just want to play like more puzzles. I don't want to have to do all this extra work. But it's a really weird game and and super cool. If it goes on one of those, like if, in like a month or so, if it goes on the July Fourth sale, um, you know, I recommend I recommend looking at it because even that the single player thing just. You can get that game for five bucks in a single player. Bless it. It's going to be worth it. It's cool. Yeah. That's Definitely really interesting. Game. 
I don't know how to describe the look of it. Like it's very like the color palette seems uh like very like early 90s PC like four color games like pink blue yeah pink blue yellow white black blacks and blacks and whites yeah um like kind of like primary colors but a little off like not right. that bright and bright it's very cool looking yeah and it does a lot of things with um like geometric shapes on the planet so everything like looks you know it's like yeah, big pillars or you mm-hmm. know big pyramids of light or cones of light and things like that so it's uh, it's super weird but it was just one of those games where no idea what it is jump into it and you you just got it's exactly what they want you to do which is discover that this is pretty fucking cool yeah despite not knowing what and, you're getting into and i like that where the scope of the game kind of reveals itself to you as you play yeah awesome so that's mirror moon so I'd I'd hope to finish this by the time we're recording, but life gets in the way. Yeah, but, sure. I, but I have played a pretty substantial amount of Transistor. Hey, okay. Uh, this is the um, second game from Supergiant Games. Creators, Supergiant, Supergiant Games, uh, creators of Bastion, which is available on everything. Uh, Transistor. <laughs> yes, it, as we discussed, it's available <laughs> it's, on Google uh, Chrome. Google, Google Chrome available in browser. Um, Transistor currently only out on ps4 and um, windows pc um, but i by bet it will be available on everything before too long uh it's a very cool game so similar to bastion you're kind of thrown into the world uh you don't really know what the story is and the story kind of evolves like through gameplay through um narration from the sword that you're holding uh, reading a bunch of like computer consoles um, and all kinds of other flavor text in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may wait to get much in the story. It's kind of like this sci-fi world. Something's gone wrong, like kind of immediately preceding the game. You can see some flashbacks to that where like the areas you're running around in are a city, but they've been very recently abandoned. Um, people have been shot dead. Um you find their corpses and like inherit abilities from them. So the gameplay is <coughs> really impressive and really unique. And I didn't really understand exactly how this game played until I played it myself. Yeah. I watched the giant bomb quick look of it and I, I don't think I have a grasp on what is going on on the screen. It, it is, it's a t- like a tactical it's action game. Totally. Right? It's like a re it's like a real time uh-huh turn-based strategy game. Okay. So it's <laughs> like no. It's almost like it think about the way you play an old Kotor? BioWare. Yeah, yes, exactly. Like an old BioWare PC game where things are happening in real time and you can do all of your attacks and moves in real time, but you're going to die. You you pause the game, okay, by pushing the R2 button. And then you execute a series of planned moves or kind mm-hmm. of plan out. Then you push R2 and they all happen like back to back to back to back to back, okay? So you have a meter at the top and everything you do costs. So if you want to walk around, that costs a little bit. And the more you move, you see your bar like shrink down. Okay. And then you'll do like, so you start out with basic attacks like a sword slash. And so that'll be like, okay, sword slash is a big chunk right there. Um, 
and then you maybe you have like some sort of gun you can fire. Maybe you have like a dash move, okay? And you chain all these together. And the idea is, while you're pausing it, take down or neutralize as many people as possible. Because once you come out of it, you can't do anything except run around or a couple like, um, you know, kind of support movements. Like I have a cloak I can turn on or a dash I can use until my beam gets back up. Okay. Um, every encounter I have full health. Um, and if you lose your health during a mission, it basically like breaks one of your abilities until you can like go to uh, a place to re reclaim it. So, okay. Every encounter is very much like pause it, see where all these guys are. How am I going to neutralize the situation? The way you get powers or use you, you just get powers by playing the game. That's not that important. As you level up, you get a power. Sometimes there's beat a boss, get a power. I think there's 16 powers in the game. I hope I'm not wrong about that. Uh, there's a bunch. And every power can be put in a pa an active slot, a like support slot, or a passive slot. Okay? So you've... So like bravely default. <laughs> sort of. Okay, so um, you only have four attack positions, and they're the like four face buttons on the controller. Triangle, circle, square, X. Face. Then you can take... You can buff each of these with another power. Okay. Okay. And that power will you like give its power to the other thing, but there aren't. Uh, and then there's also the passive slot, which like gives you passive abilities. Okay. So let's take the like cloak ability cloak in an active slot is like, Hey, push this button and you're going to be invisible for like three seconds. Okay. Okay. Put it in the sword slot or like pair it with like a, like the gun. Okay. And it's say, okay, every time you shoot somebody, you're going to be cloaked for 0.2 seconds. Uh -huh. And then you can put it in the passive slot and it's going to say, okay, every time you kill somebody, you're going to be invisible for 0.6 seconds. So there are a lot of combinations a lot in this game, right? Fucking <laughs> it's a crazy amount of combinations. Because, um, I mean, that was the best thing about Bastion was the way that the two weapons that you had equipped worked with each other right and that that's th that's exactly the same kind of thing they're going in this game except like an impossibly overwhelming amount of combinations okay so like so i what tell I, me tell me what you like what, what's the combinations that you like so far? i'm horrible with names but but I'll, I'll tell you what i've got so i've got this great ability that's um this like um little bomb that like does some uh okay so i've got this thing it's a bomb you like i can throw it and it blows up Okay. Then, then I have it augmented with something that does an area of effect damage, so it spreads out, and I can hit a bunch of people at the same time. And I also paired it with an ability that every time they get hit, their allegiance turns, and they're on my team for a couple seconds. <laughs> okay? okay? So what I can do is, I can take that and use it twice. Sometimes I can say, like, there's a lot of guys on the screen. Throw a bomb over there. So that when I come out of this, they're going to be on my team for almost as long as it's going to take me to recharge my bar. So I have to worry about them. Then I'm going ah. to turn over here. Do they do they fight each other or do they just like stand still? No, they're they're good guys. So they'll fight people who are bad guys. Do they, so they're all good guys, but they won't fight like that little group. No, of they won't because okay. they're all good guys. But they will go and find bad guys. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I have a dash move. That is paired with this like little explosive trail. So whenever I dash through people, I do a little bit of damage, 
which is nice for people who I just who like I can almost kill and mm-hmm. then need to get away from or really weak enemies. You should see a doctor about that explosive yeah. trail. Uh So oftentimes I'll like throw the bomb away, uh, around like run over behind somebody cuz you do more damage from behind. Like hit them with my sword which I've also got augmented with some damage. Um my passive skills are all about um allowing me to do more in each phase. So I have one that says, okay, the the like your bar is increased by 20%. And mm-hmm. Then I have another passive skill that's like every ability is like 10% cheaper. Because I'm like, I want to do as much as I can. So it's a lot of like, my my goal is always to like focus on killing killing people or like killing a guy or two guys as opposed to just doing damage to a bunch of things. And then like getting the heck out of there. So I've kind of got that spread weapon, I've got the dash, and I've got uh, my sword, which is like direct, straight up damage for taking out big dudes. And it's great. And I, I feel like you could play this game again and use none of those abilities, and it would be yeah. perfectly viable. There's like a challenge room where, um, if you want extra experience points and also just extra fun points, it'll be like, alright, we're going to give you these three abilities, like augmented this way. You mm-hmm. have 36 seconds to kill all these guys. Go. Okay. Or, or like you'll go into a room. My favorite are you go in a room, it, guys pop out and immediately freezes, and you're like, kill everybody in one turn. Go. Oh, that's, yeah, I would love that. And like, that's it, my kind of thing. And the puzzles are great because sometimes they're hard. Or like you learn things about abilities. Like, hey, if I put this bomb here and then hit it with this gun, it like moves it. It like, like a beach ball, like we'll like jump over stuff and then go and kill people or like, Oh, Hey, this laser is actually like, there's a ricochet element, um, bended to it. So if I can get the angle just right, it will ricochet through the whole level and kill everybody. Okay. That's, that sounds cool. So you said it's only available PS4 and windows PC right now. Right now. And, and it was like, between that and and Watchdogs, it was like a race for me to try to, to get a copy of Windows so that I could play these two things. I would recommend Transistor. <laughs> I yeah, I think it's. I got a free. I got a free copy of Watchdogs with my oh. graphics card purchase. Uh, Watchdogs looks really good. I mean, you should play that too. But um, Transistor is the one that is appealing to me most. Transistor reminds me that I need to go back and fucking finally just finish XCOM. Oh yes, that yeah, same kind of idea. I am I am like like three missions from the end probably that I just had to put it down last year. That's cool. Back yeah. to one more thing about the lore. So oh oh god, there's there's even more stuff. Okay, so um, <laughs> choose you get to choose. So each of the abilities is like tied into like a character, okay, um, from the world. And okay. every time you you use it in each of the three slots, more of that character's backstory is revealed. So there's like three chunks for each character. So that's an, so. If you want to get the whole story and like of all these people, it incentivizes you to switch them all up because you can't just put it in the slot. You have to go through at least one battle with them. Then, like, do you go ahead? Do you think you'll actually do that? No, at least not okay. first playthrough. First playthrough, I'm like, I'm gonna beat the game, but I already know there's a second playthrough, and there's like practice rooms to like use this up. So I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about just. What's the best way to beat the game? Let's learn all this stuff. That seems like kind of higher level. Like, let's just soak it in, kind of naturally what happens. You find yourself naturally, like, experimenting, like, nope, that didn't work. Or, like, ooh, here's an even better, like, combination of stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I don't know. I feel like that's something that I'll play after the game. There's one other thing. There's like a uh, like some sort of debuff type system. <sighs> Again, I never remember the names. But like in Bastion, you can basically make the game harder for yourself, but that will boost your experience rate gain. Oh, right. Like you turned on and off the tokens, totems or whatever. Totem. Yeah, like exactly. Totems? So, but they seem rough. They'll be like, enemies are way stronger and it's a 4% XP boost. I'm like, oh, crap. Hmm. So you get okay. you get those as you go along too, but cool. And it's a great game. Everybody should play it. I'll hopefully beat it next time we talk. Sounds sounds neat. All right. Well, speaking of of games that have cool weapon systems and combinations and everything, I finally took your advice. I played the greatest game, DMC Devil May Cry. DMC is so good. How good it, is that game? Like stupid, unbelievably good. So, and so I good. don't like character action type games like that. Um. So I had played a bit of it last year, like right towards the end of the year, um, as we were doing like the end of the year considerations for stuff mm-hmm. for games of the year. And I was like, this seems, this seems cool. Like and at that point I'd gotten, you know, a handful of the weapons. Um, but the, the care that went into thinking about how all of the weapons interact with each other, they're all useful. Like, and, and like, and it's not just a it's not a button mashy game. No. Like you really need to think about what you're doing because if you press the wrong button, you know, you'll get yourself into a combat animation and it, right get your ass torn up by like, it. Like, oh no, off. I'm swinging this axe. I didn't want to do that. Now yep. I'm stuck. Yeah. Now there's yeah, now there's uh someone put a chainsaw through my my chest. Yep. Um, saw blades. I was heavy on the saw blades as they yeah. like, get, as they all right, everybody get away from me right now. Yeah, freeze freeze them in place. Yep, and you know the um, the different like whips and chain like pull yourself toward them or pull them toward oh, you. That's right, yeah. Like a, a game that actually requires you know each of these characters has some sort of weakness or or something that is, is better toward like to use with them. Um, there was some stuff in the game that I didn't quite get by the end. Mm-hmm. Like uh, some of the evasive stuff just never really clicked with me. Like. Um, you know, rolling out of the way at the right time so that you get like a little buff. Yeah. I can never really make and, that work, nor did I find and, that I needed to. Yeah. Some of the jump timing stuff st- still, still was uh, a little difficult, but I, I played that de- game in I think three days, which for me is pretty damn fast. That's pretty fast. Cause that game's not, not long, long, but it's not short. I mean, it's, it's not 12 hours maybe. And I, you know, at the point where I thought I was getting bored, they just kept giving you more stuff. They're like, all right, because you, you'll, you'll fight a boss for, or fight an enemy for a while, and it does the thing where it's like, oh, we'll throw one of these at you, and it's right. going to be kind of hard. Uh, right. But then you get a weapon. That and is, they're like, by the way, this is a normal enemy now. Here's four yeah. of them. Yep. So like that, that old trope, and, uh, and, it, and it worked fucking really well. The story of that game is kind of cool <laughs> and crazy dumb. So fucking great. There's an evil guy who is taking over the world by poisoning people with a soda. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, a, he's, he's got a connection to a demon. Yep. How, um, how good was the Bob Vargas fight? I was just going to say, so <laughs> like best, best video game fight. Bob Vargas is the uh, conservative news anchor who's reporting on you and, and the activities of your people as like terrorist activities. Mm-hmm. And um, you go inside of the news <laughs> station inside the TV and you fight like Andros head style, <laughs> big Bob Barbas. And it was just fucking cool uh, as hell. So cool. Like, just, like, all the screens flying around you and, like, yep. blowing up and contracting. You're, like, jumping on, like, flat screens. Yeah. it. I mean, it reminded me of the, the stuff inside of, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the, whatever the computer stuff inside of um, 
Decker, Decker's whatever. Decker's must die. Decker's Decker, 2.0. Yeah, Decker's, Decker's die. Yeah. Decker's dot die. Yes. So run me that stuff from Saints Row. Like over the top. The writing is really good. They made characters like demon characters yelling fuck at each other to be really awesome yeah just they like they so nailed the tone of that game it's it's funny like it's you, over the top but but in a believable way i don't know you, you play uh final or not final Fantasy, you play grand theft auto 5 right and the characters cursing because that's part of their dialogue because they're regular people but you know they're kind of shitty so they probably you'd say fuck a lot but this uses bad language to such a, a an aesthetically pleasurable degree exactly like you'll, you'll walk down a corridor and then on the wall like all of a sudden spray paint like looks like spray paint but like lit up just as like fuck you dante <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. yeah the big like white text that's appearing everywhere all the time yeah yeah so yeah. good um holy shit that game is awesome it you just, were right just frenetic just like the controls feel well like it's such a testament to like the game designers that it doesn't feel overwhelming because every button is like double mapped by like you can push like the left or right trigger to make things like the good or bad yeah. version of all these weapons yeah you have to be an expert video game player to do it and remember them all yeah but you know and for me i would stop each day when i had button fatigue right when I was like, I can't, I don't even know what buttons I'm pressing anymore. I just have to, I'll step away from this. I'll come back to it and it'll be totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I'm pressing jump when I want to duck and I yeah. uh, roll. And, I'm getting all, yeah. Um, but holy crap. DMC was awesome. So good. Glad you enjoyed it. Okay. Let's move on. We got the news before the news. Yeah. So let's, let's kind of catch up chronologically here. Yes. Um, so the, it's been a while. It, it, Been a while. I said it's been a while. Been a while. Uh, so, uh, biggest news. Let's let's start off. Um, Microsoft is going to sell a version of the Xbox One without a Kinect, and it will cost three hundred ninety nine dollars. Yes. So this was the the big first move that they made um, when the sales numbers were not looking good. Well, we we didn't put the other thing on here, which is that they had announced, or they they had mentioned they're making a Halo Five. Right. They've mentioned – yeah, so all this stuff came out before E3. It was really right. weird. Like Microsoft is announcing a whole bunch of stuff. So they're like, here's Halo 5, um, I'm, I'm really – I don't remember seeing this headline the way that you wrote it though. And if – I can't believe it doesn't exist. Did you see this somewhere? Because no. <laughs> Jay wrote Microsoft disconnects. Like spelled like connect. Yeah. It just seemed like a bad pun. That's like the perfect bad pun. It should be everywhere. Uh, well done. Thanks. You should write for uh, Kotaku. Uh, yeah. Nope. No thanks. <laughs> uh, so yeah, a, a four hundred dollar package without the Connect to to move more units. It, it's an interesting piece of news. It's on the one hand, it's not surprising. Like um, the Xbox One has been underperforming the PS4. Um, I don't think Titanfall did what they wanted it to do or needed it to do. Right. Sure. Um, but it's also surprising to see something this soon. Like, I mean, if you remember a year ago, this time you could not play the Xbox one without a connect attached. Oh my God. You're right. <laughs> yeah. They hadn't, they hadn't made all those, they said all those things yet. Nope. And now they're selling it without it. All right. So that's a pretty big, you know, it's one thing to say like, okay, you can disconnect it if you want. Now they're saying you don't even have to own the damn thing. Yeah. Um, also, you know, much has been made about how 
in, integrated into the like uh, menus and stuff Connect is, and how it's not all that easy to use with a controller in the same way that the Xbox 360 was. Mm-hmm. And you know they've just like m- m- for years been been giving a whole lot of lip service and effort into Connect. To to fully abandon it is seems pretty surprising. Um, why do you why do you think they did it? Do you think is it just as simple as like dollars and cents? I think I think so. I at some point, you know, they had to to make a weird decision, which was it was not just based on okay, we need to do this because we need to sell more units, but it's also about um, giving developers different options, what to use, what not to use. You know, not not making it or giving it this like obligatory feeling, like maybe that was you know turning some people off. To think, to know people, or people were making bad games with it, right? Like, well, that that's my guess. I mean, we didn't see um, hardly any Connect stuff at E3 this year, and my guess was, my guess was that's the nail that broke, um, the the straw that broke the camel's back. The straw nailed the nailed the pin the the nail on the straw donkey. I, I think it was Microsoft, a straw donkey. I think Microsoft was confronted with a lot of ugly realities, but I think the ugliest one was developers weren't making Kinect games, and I think that's why they said like, "Does it even matter if we have it in the box or not?" Because now we've solved the problem of split user base, and developers still aren't making games with it. Yeah, it's and I. For whatever reason, right? Like I don't know. Is it because the people just weren't people didn't have the creative opportunities to play with it because they, you know, were worried about pushing out games and and you know meeting sales numbers. Like, oh, we could take a real big risk with the connect, mm-hmm. or we could just put something out that'll make us you know money, and then we could pay our bills and we'll be fine. Especially for smaller developers. Who- I, I think especially for small developers, especially you know when the connect came out. In that back half of the 360s life, you know, Microsoft had kind of switched and started to be a little bit more hostile towards indie developers. I don't know if hostile is the right word, but, you know, in the early part of the 360s life, that was the place for small games to go. Um, and now with, you know, Microsoft's tough, tougher contracts and their weird schedule about when games can come out, um, it was a little harder to get your game on it as opposed to something like the uh, PC or now the PS4. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very weird. It's kind of disappointing. I mean... I'm. I agree with some people that it would be good if they had just stuck to their guns and, and left it in there and just see what happened over time. But you know, in the, the broad scheme of things, like if people want to, people have a creative idea for a, a connect game. Mm-hmm. It's not going to stop them from making it correct. Just because not everyone doesn't have it, right? Like, correct. We'll still see the central. People. It'll still be right. fine. But I, I think that to me, uh, and and this has been said by a couple people is the connect was like the the focus at least these press conferences was always on a false premise like fixing the or treating the controller as a problem yeah saying like oh it wouldn't it be great if you didn't have to use these things for input into your games like no the controller is a fantastic way to control all the games that we have right now yeah uh, especially for the people who are buying the majority of people who are buying these systems right. the cell needs to be like this opens up new types of gameplay yeah. And don't be so fundamentally opposed to using it in conjunction with the controller or demonstrating weird um, interactive experiences that aren't like, oh, it's a it's an on rail shooter, but you use your hands now or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Like I think of, uh, of Fable or, or Child of Eden or something. 
so this article came out in January, but it's worth everyone going back to read. Uh, Emily Rogers wrote, I don't know if you saw, you maybe read this, but the story was circulating for a while about kind of the history of the GameCube. Hmm. Um, so it's, uh, the dolphin tale story of GameCube. Here it is on Dromble. Yeah. Dromble by Emily Rogers. It's, it's a really long piece and she writes about, you know, the history of the development of the GameCube in particular. But one of the things that's interesting that she writes about that I hadn't actually known is that even at the time of the GameCube, Microsoft or uh, Nintendo was interested in motion controls. They wanted to figure out how to integrate some sort of motion controller into the the GameCube itself. Like they had imagined, like you could use one of the dongle adapters, like WaveBird style, to have a gyroscope thing because they had played with it in a handful of games. So when you think about the reasons that these things exist, the reasons that like motion controllers exist, Nintendo didn't just wake up one morning and say. I got it. I have an idea. We want we want this to be more accessible. We want to sell a lot of units. Let's just do motion controllers. Take the take the controllers away from people. Yep. Um, so there there are tons of factors that go into how these things get produced, when they get released, and all of that. And uh, you know, the the thing has to be we need to be able to make the right kind of game with the right kind of controller, and and see what happens from there. So, but yeah, this this story is, is really interesting, and it ties into motion control, and and then later on connect and a bunch of different bunch of different ways cool so that was surprising um xbox announced games with gold for xbox one yep um i don't know if they've announced uh which games will be available there but like uh which of the three games for xbox one uh, yeah exactly we're starting to i'm starting to see a lot of those sales like the buy two get ones me and, too yep for those first batch of games yep um so if you remember so playstation plus launched and you get a couple um free games a month the way that works is you can download them basically during the month and then you can play them as much as you want as long as you're a playstation plus subscriber and it, and microsoft has been doing this for xbox 360 for they have but now. it works different um on the 360 the they announced a kind of a couple years after this um on the first and like the 16th of the month there's one game you can download but you download it and keep it forever it doesn't mm-hmm. matter if your gold subscription expires or not Okay, on Xbox One, they're moving to a PS Plus style system where there will be, I don't know how many games will be available at the same time, but they're only playable while you have your gold subscription going. Um, That's kind of another counter. Uh, That system's been on PlayStation Plus for PS4 since launch. They've always had two games um, available to download. Uh, Rezogun's been there since the start and then kind of a rotating cast of games um, ever since. Um, honestly, not the world's greatest games, except probably for Resogun and Mercenary Kings, but like the PS3, the quality kind of, right. I mean, it's still early in both these systems lives. You're not, there's just, there's not not a whole lot of games to choose from, but you are getting free games. So it's nice to see that coming to the Xbox one. Um, and also Microsoft has moved a bunch of apps that used to be behind the gold paywall, um, into the free realm. So things like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. Remember when this seemed like an inevitable thing to do like two, three years ago? I know. It's just like, oh God, they're still trying to get people to pay for that stuff. I forget. Yep. Like your, t- I mean, I'm not gonna say everybody. There are a lot of different ways to get the stuff now. And it is not like when, you know, a lot of that uh, shit is built into TVs. Yeah. I mean, you you know, people are buying, I don't know how often people are buying new TVs, but yeah, it's hard to buy a TV now and not get at least some sort of 
shitty interface for Netflix in it. Totally. Yep. Yeah. My, my folks have one of those like smart TVs and the Netflix interface is horrible, but it works. Yep. yep. Uh, you know. uh, I mean, our TV is three years old now mm-hmm. and it has that stuff built in a little TV that we bought did not, but that was like $150. My so. Blu-ray player I bought like four years ago has that crap built in it. Yeah. At least um, like cr- it's a Sony Blu-ray player. So it's like crackle and Netflix. I think it's a Sony. It's a Sony. It's my sex box and her name is Sony. <laughs> I was going through a bunch of my drawers recently trying to reorganize some of my video game stuff and I kept stumbling across different uh, Netflix discs to do instant streaming yeah. on the consoles. Uh-huh. Like, came across my three or not my 360, um, my PlayStation 3 and my, my Wii discs. Nice. I never got a PlayStation 3 disc, but I've got two of the Wii discs. Good for Now, Xbox 360 was the first one to have that as a downloadable app, right? There was never a yes. disc option, right? But, and I think it was on Wii first with the disc oh weird and ah, i could be wrong and then yes xbox remember. had the downloadable app first which makes total sense because the other consoles didn't took playstation a little while to learn how internet worked and nintendo never learned okay that's enough about microsoft yep um so then there's this one so last time we talked about uh the amplitude kickstarter had just funded um harmonix's old playstation 2 game they were kickstarting they wanted $775,000 to make a brand new one for the PS3 and PS4. And it got funded. It did get funded. You said last time we talked, it got funded. Oh, sorry. Last time we talked, it, it got lost. announced. Last time we talked, yeah. it got announced. Yes. It was right after it had been announced. I was trying to like go through my head. I was like, I'm sorry. pretty sure we... Yeah. Um, I know. It's old news by now. So we had that discussion. So I ended up... Uh, it was one of those things where it was getting so close. Yep. I was like, all right, like, you know, I, I like what they're doing. I don't know how much I love amplitude. I feel, I feel like I should at least like contribute to that number and, and make it a reality. Cause I'm generally the type of person who says if it gets funded, then I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And in this case, I was like, okay, actually they might, they might need my money. Yeah. It was a weird Kickstarter in that, um, when it launched big news blitz, tons of money right up front. I think in the first day it got like $130,000. Big news blitz. Big news blitz. And pretty soon it was like at $180,000. And so they're like, they're moving lightning speed. They're like, this is going to get fun in no time. And then just nothing. Yeah, just trickled. Just like a couple thousand every day, maybe. Like uh, it got to, uh, my numbers are going to be rough here, but around like four or five days out. And it was still at like the high 200,000s, maybe low 300,000s, like halfway there. And all of a sudden, um, like kind of Kickstarters do, although I've never seen it this dramatic, big snowball effect at the end, and I think a day and a half before it was over, it got funded. Yeah. Um, so there's a – it's called a Kick Tracker or something like that, a website that puts – looks at the, the amount of money that's coming in and average trends on how things get funded and based on, oh, at the end of the life cycle, it does like X – you know, they have some formula that calculates how much they predict. And, you know, that even that had said, like, this no, doesn't look like this it's going like to make it. Funded. Yep. Um, but they did that live stream on the last day or the day before the last day. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll chip in my 20 bucks. And they got funded. So good for them. And then once they surpassed their funding by enough, I was like, ah, I'm going to withdraw. <laughs> did you withdraw? I withdrew my $20. Yep. Yeah. All right. It all really, I mean, I just wanted to see that game get made and they didn't need me to do that necessarily. I, I, I wasn't interested in stretch goals or no, 
That actually was the first time. I don't know if I'm right to feel this way, but right after it got announced, after they were doing live streams and begging and stuff, and they fun- just got funded. And then I, I want to go to the site. Um, the website? Yeah, uh, um, but before. Website. Uh, the Amplitude Kickstarter website. So they want $775,000. So it's funded like a day and a half. And then they introduce a stretch goal of a million one twenty five thousand for online multiplayer. <laughs> and I was like, that seems in poor taste. Maybe, I don't know if I'm right to think that way. Yeah. I, but it's just like, guys, you like fucking barely got funded. A lot of people like up in their pledges, buying the like top tier stuff, mm-hmm. coming on board, making this happen. Like you barely get it funded. And then you're like, oh, uh, for online multiplayer, can we have another like $40,000 guys? Well, so, you know, I'm sure that the way that that worked, if I, or if I had to guess, the way that that worked was they had had all their, $400,000, you know, um, whatchamacallit, stretch goals all planned out, all ready to go. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, day of, they're all excited. They're doing live streams and they say like, well, we're doing okay. Like the, the money's rolling in. Let's just put it out there. See what happens. Like sure. this, this way we're responding. We're appreciating, you know, the additional contributions that are coming in to help us. To help us make this thing so we have to, we should give the people something but yeah it's it's a it's a little sad i mean maybe i don't blame them putting up like maybe i was a little i can understand what but i'm just looking at that i'm now. like i'm like no fucking chance guys yeah. like naughty i'm like that amount of money they needed in that amount of time even given how fast moving was such a long shot right. i was like that doesn't seem like that seems impossible yeah just just take your money but they got funded, so you'll get yourself an Amplitude game. I did. And like I said, I bought the early backer version. Yeah. So <laughs> I kept thinking, I was like, I really want this game to be made. Should I buy one of the higher tier ones? <laughs> Give him an extra $5. I'm like, I don't, I don't want any of this shit, though. Like, yeah. I just want I the know. game. So um, I was really happy. Cool. So uh, the other big news right around that time, uh, YouTube was rumored to be buying Twitch. Yeah. For a billion dollars? Yeah, what happened? I don't know. I mean, that that partnership makes sense. It's just, it's all infrastructure. It um, it kind of doesn't, like, don't you think YouTube has the infrastructure for that? That seems like, oh, you guys are doing this better than us, so let's get rid of our competitor. Oh, yeah, sure. No, that's what I mean. But, like, as opposed to saying, it, it, it would make sense for Twitch to consider it because it gives them an infrastructure like a, a top tier infrastructure yeah. but they're doing so well that it also doesn't make sense um you know i don't know we'll see how that pans out yeah i'll, I'll be interested to see I, i'm not surprised though that youtube is looking to squash it yeah uh steam in-home streaming mm-hmm. so on a random day like a random thursday <laughs> Steam was like, yeah, we got now that beta, the in-home streaming beta is available to everybody. So that's you can, how, that's how Steam rolls, man. They're like yeah. wild, wild west, just doing shit. Today's the day. I don't know. So you can uh, hook up a lesser powered Windows, Linux, Mac computer to a TV in your home and over Wi-Fi uh, stream from your Windows PC currently mm-hmm. to that box uh, with little latency which makes sense like that's that's like step number one in making steam os actually a plausible thing right step two is steam os is still in like a beta thing right correct and you can't buy steam machines yet 
No. Okay. So yeah. yeah so so this exist. is totally a prerequisite for that being a feasible purchasing yeah. option. Um, I was thinking about. I was like, man, I wish I had done. Oh, wait, no, I didn't have a PC to begin no, with. Never mind. Exactly. I couldn't. Uh, I, you know, I could, could I could see myself maybe like somewhere well, down the road putting something downstairs, like a really low powered. That's what you could, would do. They sell those little, you know, I don't even remember what they're called. Any not NEC machines, but like like Mac Mini size, but super cheap, two hundred bot dollar things. Right. Just throw Steam OS on that, and then yeah, stream. Uh, yeah, and then. In the coolest news, which we can talk about a little bit more later. A little bit more later, but uh, Nintendo um, made some pre-E3 announcements. Um, one people had, f- had figured was coming for a while, and still kind of surprised they hadn't done it earlier. Yeah. Nintendo is making their uh, NFC characters, near-field communication. We've known it's been on um, the Wii U gamepad for a long time. Basically, the ability to use that like a portal of power for Skylanders. Uh, apparently, they're going to sell a separate portal thing for the 3ds some accessory toys to life toy the it. toys to life uh, genre um basically like you know skylanders you know disney infinity um nintendo's doing that we um at least when they made this announcement we weren't quite sure what the game itself was going to be mm-hmm. um but the idea was they would sell toys you'd use it with this and it would work with um a variety of games you know i'm kind of a sucker. multiple titles will be involved yeah Doctor, uh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Keep going. Sir. Yeah. Madam. Uh-huh. Okay. Great. So, yeah, so you're, you're kind of a sucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of a sucker for this stuff, and I like having knickknacks around the house. So the Disney one really appeals to me, right? Sure. Because I'm a Disney nut. Mm-hmm. Um, but the implementation thus far with just having the one game has not appealed to me. Like no, the, and and the like uh, the character base isn't there yet. Yeah, for the toys and Disney Infinity does not look like a game I want to play. Like, correct. I want an adventure game like Skylanders. I don't want like a building game. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But also super lame in Disney Infinity that you can't mix the characters in the worlds up. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to send Donald into the Pirates of the Caribbean world. Right. You give Donald a pirate hat. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And snap them together. Yep. Click. All right. So that's the news before the news. The big news. The biggest of news. The biggest of news. We've been waiting for this. We've been waiting for this. For, three. for a year, let's say. About a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give or take probably a couple days. Um, so conti- E3 2014. Con- E3 2014. It's happened. Um, you weren't there. I wasn't there, but we were no. in front of our computers. Sure. Um, <laughs> like t- everyone else who comments on these types of things. Um, so you've heard all the, the news and commentary by now, as you, we kind of do this every year, our kind of post conference, uh, podcast where we'll talk about yeah. what was announced, you know, kind of cherry pick the stuff we're interested in. This is not supposed mm-hmm. to be like a comprehensive thing, but major moments, things that appeal to us in particular. Exactly. Exactly. Those are, those are kind of the criteria. So relevant to my world. Exactly. So, yeah, things we, we have uh, thoughts or comments on or whatever. Um, and as usual, we've organized it into the main three press conferences. Yep. Like you do. And then... Um, what were those? You know, the, the main three? Hmm? So, uh, the, main, the main three. So, that would be uh, Polyphony Digital. Uh-huh. Q with the question mark, not the other Q. Q with a question mark. Um, and Apogee. Apogee. 
Apogee Science. Oh, okay. They make the port. No, mm, of course, love. Sony, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Oh, sure, yes. Then we just kind of got an other category because uh, some of the things we saw at the other press conference were announced at you know Sony and Microsoft. Yeah. And grab bag. Grab, grab bag. your bag. Hey, I grabbed it. Grab your bag. Um, like Santa Claus with this grab bag I got here. Jay, should we? Well, should we go in order of what we have here in the list? I don't know why we put it out of order here, but. Well, uh, I mean, we, we Sony, Microsoft, both. Nintendo, or Microsoft, uh, Sony, Nintendo. Let's do it chronologically. Let's start with Microsoft. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so, hardware and games. It's typical for for these conferences. So, the first uh, surprising thing, which we got a little bit into it after we talked about some games, but worth bringing up. So, we had just said that. Microsoft had announced this uh, new SKU, the 399 price point without the Kinect in the box. Right, that was before uh, E3. Right. So I kind of get where they're coming from, but Microsoft announced an online ordering system that allow you to make your own SKU, like a, a made-to-order, MTO, M- SJ. Yeah, exactly. I, I forget. They they had some like sexy name for it. I don't remember it, but they said they're still in the stores. You know, if you go to Best Buy, they're still only going to be the two SKUs, kind of the four ninety nine and the three ninety nine one. Mm-hmm. But online, you know, I, I think this was prompted by that reaction to taking the Connect out that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the kind of two reactions were like, well, yeah, of course, Microsoft's in the shitter. They need to do something. And people like, okay, well, there's the one differentiating factor they've given up on. Blah blah blah. And so I think they're like, we don't know what you want. Yeah. So you can choose um, Xbox without a Kinect, mm-hmm. Xbox with a Kinect, mm-hmm. Xbox with uh, and these microphone. Are, these are check boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like when you go on the Apple website and you build your computer. Exactly. And they send it to you. So, um, you can choose just microphone only, so no camera. Yeah, it's this weird like microphone array thing. Yeah, it's a it's a thirty dollar add on, or mm-hmm. it plugs into the same Kinect port. Because if you have the Kinect, it's redundant. But if you want to save money, but you still want some of those voice features, you can use it. Although I don't appreciate the fact that there is no camera-only option. I know. Without the microphone, right? Like, if it's going to be made to order. Well, and I I would think there's a lot of games that will make use of that. Like, I don't don't think that whatever new Dance Central game comes out or or, um, Fantasia is going to use the microphone much at all. Yeah, sure. Um, Okay, you can – the HDMI in, uh, that is an optional – port now that's i think a 20 dollar add-on so mm-hmm. uh if you don't care at all about that tv stuff you don't need to yeah, use that that's the little like modular block um and the same thing goes for ethernet so you can do wi-fi or ethernet so if you want to like knock the cost off of it a little bit from that 399 like base package you could just go ethernet only don't bother including the wi-fi and that's just plugs in the same spot yep um which seemed pretty extreme but okay uh, I, I guess if you're custom building these things, you know, you're just swapping out little pieces. Right. Um, and then the cool thing. So I'm glad they're going back to this because I was actually a huge fan of the face plates. Yes. Right. So I'm glad now you can choose different colors of Xboxes. They have was it, like 16 different colors. And yeah. you can you can even choose the colors of the lights, which, which is like that's really cool. S- stupid cool. Right. <laughs> it's not quite as cool as face plates because they're not interchangeable. It's actually right. like the molding is different colors. Yeah. You the, have to, you have to like, commit. I don't know if they're LEDs or whatever in there are different yeah. colors, yeah. but still, probably just had, I wonder if you could change that after the fact. I mean, cause an LED, probably. you know, they probably just room. Yeah. Um, so. I don't know unless they're screwed in somehow weird, but yeah. Generation remix is back. It's, it's back in, in kind of a minor way, you know, <laughs> and this, and it also opens up a lot. Like you said, they've got 16 different colors now. 
but you can see like for the holiday one hey here's master chief spray painted on it like the same way they would do custom you know they've already done a custom titanfall console yeah um so spray paint i want to i want to do like a like king's dominion spray painting like t-shirt spray painting on mine this is like love with a big heart. Oh yeah, like uh, you're talking about like boardwalk, like air paint. airbrushing, yeah, airbrushing. Yeah. Yep, totally. That's what I want. Um, so, so yeah, that's that's huge. I think I, I think it will make a difference. Do you? I just I still don't know who that's for, and I I wonder if Generation Remix. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, did they say how much would? All right, so if you bought the version, no connect, no microphone away. No Wi-Fi, no HDMI port, um, just b- the base black. How much did they say that would cost? I'm trying to th- Well, okay. I think it's like the Ethernet was like, tw- knocks off 25. And then the HDMI in knocks off another 15. Yeah. So, so something like three, three, 350, three, 360 probably. Okay. So, so now that, it, okay. So now technically they are cheaper than ps4 so i guess it does give them that if you just want to get some sort of entry level i want the halo machine yeah you can do it um that's cool yeah we'll see we'll see if that picks up um you know since it's not available in stores um i wonder how appealing that will be or if it's something you could do like they'll set up kiosks at best buy or in the microsoft stores so that you do i don't know yeah that's i mean yeah it's it is really the apple model right you can go in an Mm -hmm. apple store and pick the the four different computers that they have available, or you can just build it and order it. And order it online, yeah. I sent to you, so that's cool. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about Halo. Yeah. So if you remember when uh, they announced Halo Five colon Guardians before E three, it caused a little bit of a controversy because last year at E three they said Master Chief's journey will continue in twenty fourteen. Yes. And along the same line, there was like a Halo Two HD being rumored, and like maybe that's how they're asterisking it. I don't know. <laughs> yes, you. I mean, if you go buy a used copy of Halo Two, the technically Master Chief's journey continues in twenty fourteen. In twenty fourteen. Um, but what they actually announced that um, Halo Five is not a single game; it's a trilogy of games, a, a, a trilogy within the Reclaimer trilogy. Um, I had heard a lot of journalists think like, "Oh, it's like Assassin's Creed 2. Right. right, how there's these, like, although not that Assassin's Creed is a trilogy anymore, but whatever, but you get it. Yes, there was a point when there were three Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed games. games. Correct. <laughs> uh, so Halo 5 Guardians is actually the second in the trilogy that's still coming next fall. Uh, coming this fall, though, is the first game in the series, Halo 5 Antiquity. Um, this will contain um, a compilation of Halos 1 through 4. Um, it is the uh, Halo 1 Anniversary Edition we saw um, an HD-ified Halo 2, just like the Anniversary Edition, and then just Halos 2, and uh, or Halo 3, okay, three. and 4. Not re- They didn't really do much of those games. 3, they said, would run a little smoother, but um, yeah. since that's already HD, like I don't know how you make that much prettier. HD or it? HD or it. There's not ODST or Reach. This is just the Master Chief games. Yeah. Um, and then there'll be kind of a new, like uh, what they're dubbing as like an, a Halo 5 prologue-type game. It bridges Halo 4 and Guardians. You do play as Master Chief. Um, I, I, I think we're expecting it to be like two uh, missions. You know, usually you get nine or ten. Um, so kind of a short type of it's campaign like, thing. It's like uh, uh, Ground Zeroes. Exactly. Style, that's right? exactly – that's a, a very apt comparison, like like Ground Zeroes. But you get all these games in there. I assume it will be a $60 product. Yeah. I mean it's a lot of games for 60 bucks. It's a lot, yeah. Um, they could have – they certainly could have eked out, you know, into different packages like the – like the one and two together, so you know the originals, and then the the three or four. I yeah, 
I mean, I guess I would like to have seen them uh, make an HD version of Reach. Oh, me too. I, that's, yeah. but but <laughs> still, I don't know. Uh, make a game that I liked as much as Reach, really. Hey, how about that? How about that? Um, yeah, and I don't know how the multiplayer on any of this is going to work. If no, I, I don't know if it will contain multiplayer at all. They were focused ex- pretty exclusively on the single player at the conference, but which would make sense. I mean, that's that's the easiest thing to just up-res and yeah you know, put this, out as a package you don't have to worry about well and, um, and especially since we know what the third game is this definitely seemed like a punt like oh we need longer than we think how are we going to make this happen um so the third game in the series which yeah. will come in 2016 is halo 5 titans um 2016 more like 2017 yeah we'll probably. see we'll see how i'm not sure about any part of this timeline but uh, this this game actually runs parallel to guardians but you'll play as a Promethean in the same way that, you know, Halo 2, the middle chapter, you got to play um, as one of those alien guys. What the, what the fuck are they called? The Elites. The Elites. Yeah. The the Arbiter? Covenant. No, not the Covenant. Covenant. What was the dude's name? He had... Was he the Arbiter? Yeah, yeah the little robot guy? No, no, no. Sorry. The Elite that you played in, played as in Halo oh, 2. Oh, like Arthas or something. Was a, had a specific, a specific name. Uh... Uh, I don't remember. Hold on. Playable characters. It's a good thing they're putting out this package because I do Who not remember my Halo. Has. Oh, God. I don't need. Um. What's the name of the coven? Oh, no. So the, the Arbiter. Prom- yeah, the Covenant Elite called the Arbiter. Well done. Okay. Hey, look at me. Look at that. Look at you. No one. Look at me. Halo 5 stuff. Um, Fuck it. So. Uh, again, so you'll you'll play as a Promethean. Um, Prometheans were the things from four. From four, yeah. The, okay, I'm the I'm precursor not guys. Whatever. Um, don't worry about that. So my guess is that this started kind of as one game, and that they've split it into two. You mean uh, Guardians and Titans? Guardians and Titans. I think I think it was going to be more like Halo Two, where you switch back and forth, and it just got too too big. Involved. So they're like, "All right, we can do this. We can get two Halo games in two years if we split it out and then put this here." Um, they didn't announce anything like this, but I wonder if the you know multiplayer like ecosystem in all the Halo Fives, or at least these two, will be the same, so that when you get Titans, it's not like they'll split the user base. That'll just be like yeah, a map the same pack. lobby for everybody. Exactly. Um. But that that seemed pretty interesting. It definitely seemed like, guys, there's going to be Halo on our system. Please, <laughs> lots of Halo. Bungie, uh, who needs Bungie? So I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know if anybody but three four three is working on this. Um, I I would kind of think it would they would have, You'd have to, to be. be. But um, anyway, I to, mean, at, at that point, determined. you know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter so long as three four three puts their stamp of approval on yeah. it. Yeah, they showed a video of Halo Two. It looked very pretty in the same way Halo Anniversary did. They showed video of Guardians. I don't know. It looked like Halo. Looked pretty. I mean, it was running, um, you know, 60, 1080. Looked good. I don't know. Sure, 60, 1080. We'll say that. Let's say that. Who knows? That trailer looked good. It looked it like looked Halo. Like more, it looked like more Halo. <laughs> if you like Halo, I think you'll look at that and be like, oh, okay, I recognize that. So so there's that. Um, perhaps even a bigger shock then the announcement of Halo. We we knew Xbox had to do something about indie games and kind of the cred that Sony has been getting um, since since E three last year, really. Yeah, when they when they made the big pitch and they put all these developers on stage. Right. So, uh, what better indie developer to court as as your at least timed exclusive? 
than Mr. Phil Fish. Mr. Phil Fish. And what what a uh, a moral victory. Not only Phil Fish went off the deep end and blew up his Fez 2 announcement, right. but also like has publicly railed against um, Xbox Live and how expensive it was to like patch in some game-breaking stuff out of Fez. Um, but here he is on stage. Saying Fez 2. Re-announcing Fez 2 um, coming first to Xbox One. Yeah. Um, they only showed the little teaser thing of it. They had the same similar logo to what they had last time with the cool flying digital looking whatever. Um, right. You know, it it makes sense to me as a like a move to do. I just wonder like what the negotiations were like to get Phil Fish to get back on there and say like, okay, yeah, I don't know, I'll get and, back in this, and right? Wh- and what seems adamant about not wanting to make this game after. Uh, and he seems very erratic. Like I wonder what in the contract like what happens if he tries to back out or not make it or i don't know oh, i don't think that'll be a problem i, mean, I think once he gets back into it it'll be good i bet it takes a little longer than we expect i know i i uh, didn't i didn't much know what to think about it it was definitely uh, probably of the whole show the most like jaw-dropping moment i love fez so i'm just happy to see fez too um, i didn't love fez so i, I don't really care okay but fez yeah. is on the vita now and i want to get it and play it there that seems okay I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Good for you. All right, let's move on. Um, other big games. So, uh, Gears of War logo. Yeah, this is weird. Um, right in, in like two-thirds of the way through, the Gears of War logo appeared like they were going to roll a trailer for it. But it just appeared for like ten seconds. Nothing's happening. And then it like goes away. And they yeah. just move right on to the next game. Um. I don't know if this was a mistake has, or just like mar- some marketing weird- just gotten really weird. Yeah, exactly. Maybe was it just like a reminder that it's coming? And these are the people that announced Halo Five before E3. I know, I know. So, um, I yeah, I, I don't know what I, I, I haven't played a Gears of War in a long time, so I don't even know where they're going to go with with this. But I don't think it was a mistake. I think I think you're right. I think it's just like weird. Like we we need to try different marketing stuff. So, now remind me who's working on this. At this point, who does Gears of War? Okay, I still think that it is the Unreal folks. What the fuck? Epic? Epic Games, yeah. Epic. They. Okay. It, it's just that Blazinski left. He's not working on the series anymore. Okay. And Microsoft bought the IP. That was it. Okay, that's what I was thinking. I was trying to remember. But I... Something changed hands at some point. Oh, shit. Maybe they're not people, working didn't, on it. Didn't they hire people can fly and... Yeah, people, people can, can fly, fly and make like the, judgment? Mm-hmm. Shit. It's, oh, shit. Now I don't like, remember. It's between like between this and and uh, you know Bungie like going out and doing their own thing. Like all these studios who are spinning off and doing their own things makes me okay. Confused. It's Black Tusk Studios. Okay. Yes. Who I don't know they? who they are. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just I'm looking up the Wikipedia. So no. So uh, yeah, I'm totally wrong. Epic is not working on it. Microsoft bought the IP. That's what I thought. Formerly Microsoft Vancouver. <sighs> Uh, they've worked on Microsoft Flight. Oh, great. So who knows? It, it seems like... Uh, but let's just say it's a new studio. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Okay, like a, so like I don't know. Is that just like a bit clever marketing, but we don't really have enough to show? So I Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, to think that it's a mistake... They like, don't really make mistakes. At they don't make mistakes. I mean, they do, bam, there it is. But they don't like full-on like break <laughs> stuff. 
yeah, you know, the number of rehearsals that go into these things, you're not going to get like a, oops, hee hee hee, how did these, how did this little slide get in here? Speaking of games they're not afraid to show, though. Fucking A. The game Quantum that won't break. die. <laughs> yeah, go away. Quantum Break is back. Uh-huh. Quantum Break, the, the new game from Remedy Studios, uh, you know, made Max Payne 1 and 2 and Alan Wake. And, um, the this was announced when they first announced the Xbox one and it's like a game plus it's a TV show and there's like time manipulation in it. They were on stage for a full 10 minutes with a, with like a live gameplay demo. Still, again. No, still no idea. idea. No idea. I don't know what that game is. I don't, I'm still not clear like what the plot is or how it interacts with the TV show or like how your actions will impact the TV show. I don't know. It seems fucking bananas. Yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty. It looks great. We and, can, and you we know can what? say that much. Right? I think I'm having the same conversation. I, I like Remedy. I like all of the games they have made. I forgot to mention that I started playing some Max Payne Three yep. a couple weeks ago. You didn't love it. I don't love it. You like I the presentation. To, I, I do. The presentation is great. I turned it to uh, easy, yeah. and that helped a bit because I just like run out of ammo at some point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting. We'll, we'll we will see. That Quantum Break is one of those games that comes out and people are like, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know when it's coming out. They didn't announce a release date still. So, yeah. who knows? TBA. TBD? TBA. To be announced or to be determined? Uh, tuberculosis is awesome. TBA. TBA. Great. Uh, kind of an obvious announcement. Next. Forza 2 Horizon. Mm-hmm. Or Forza, sorry, Forza Horizon 2. Yeah. Forza 2 Horizon would be different. That that was an easy sell, because like, that seems like an annual series now, right? Like, Forza does well enough for them. Sure. Um, and then they're pushing what they did with the first Forza even further. Mm-hmm. So Forza... Forza, what they did Forza 5. The first Xbox One Forza game. Right, but also Forza Horizon had had some of this stuff. Oh, yes. Too, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, Basically, more microtransactions, more free-to-play hooks into it. So the game, they didn't say how much it is. I bet it's like a $10 like starter package or something. Mm-hmm. To get you going, you get um, two cars and like one little – so these Horizon games, they're kind of like open-world things. So it's going to effectively be like a corner of the open world that you can see right, will be the like, place that you're kind of gated off into. So like a couple tracks, they, they can – that's right, because they can draw the tracks around like – they like make tracks out of the big game world, right? So yeah, you will in the same you will way see that, like, the Burnout same Paradise stuff. Did. Yeah, yeah. But you will be driving on different. And there's modes. different modes and stuff, uh, races and time trials and stuff. Yeah, and then everything else DLC. So mm-hmm. you can buy season passes, right? Um, you can buy individual cars, tracks, unlocks, etc. And still, like more of that shitty, like oh, why don't you buy like this little cheat thing to yeah. show you more places on the map where you can find unlocks? And the thing I thought was interesting though is they're taking the season pass content like a little more literal. Like there'll be a uh, a fall season pack, a winter season pack, a spring season yeah. pack that will have like lots of chunks of content that they'll like be pushing out. I think just yeah. about every week. That's I mean, you know, we played that that uh, Borderlands. Headhunter packs, you know, the little couple-hour things. We banged through three of those recently. Yeah. We've done the first and, one. And I do, like, if they if they go, like, full literal with this, like, if it is the winter pack is snow-covered, like, you know, the, the place turns to winter, whatever the horizon region is called that they're going to be in now. Like, if that turns to winter, mm-hmm. 
like that could be cool. That's I mean, cool. just like aesthetically, it's sure. like, you know, the roads are still clear. But. but but they're really going all in with this game, and they they definitely expect it to be like a living, breathing type yeah. of thing, and want to keep I wonder, it really relevant. I wonder what they'll do with with Forza Five then. Um, will I they don't know. keep making like car packs and stuff for that, or do you think that probably? I mean, I think that's still. I mean, the tone of that game is still very different. That is a like serious, like sure, like real cars, like or or they could tracks. just give it up entirely. I mean. They haven't announced which are the games with gold for Xbox One. Oh, that's but true. Forza Five seems like the perfect candidate it's for something like that. Right. Just to get it in more houses, maybe you can ring a, a little bit more out of that. Yeah. Or yeah, I mean, maybe they're just maybe they're really just trying to annualize this. That's really shitty. I hadn't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Games with gold games being free to play games. Like, well, this game was kind of free. Any well, I mean, Forza Five had a, a barrier to entry, but mm-hmm. like. Giving you games for free that are effectively games that you have to pay for to enjoy them. That'd be bad. That's the future. Oh, God. That's the future. Okay. Ford's uh, knocked out. Speaking of the future. Yes. Speaking days of future past. The future is the, is the past. Rare games. People are wondering what they were doing after all that Connect stuff. Yeah, the Connect Sports. What was the news Connect Sports called? Connect Sports Fun Time Playhouse. Connect Sports apparently. Connect Sports shitty. Yep. Rivals. Rivals. That looked bad. That looked bad. It was poorly reviewed. Uh, They came out and uh, makes sense. People were wondering, hey, is you know Banjo coming back? Yeah, going to do something with some of your you know character games, platformer type. They are, and it was just a trailer. um, But they're making a new Conquer game. Great. Conquer Fast and Furious. Great. I'm really excited. Looked I mean it looked platformy. There was like poop and he was cursing and well there he was bleeped out, but like it's definitely the same kind of M rated stuff. It looked pretty <laughs> Conquer's so crazy. Oh, Does anybody want this? I mean I, I don't know. I mean I, c- certainly there are people who have a fondness for Conquer. It was a good platformer. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Um and then w- they re-released Bad Fur Day. Was that on Xbox? On Xbox. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was a yeah right. It was a Nintendo sixty four. So I mean, cool to see that Rare actually gets to work on something that is more in lines with what I want out of them, and what, and more in lines with what I think that they are. Although you know, Rare today is so different from the Rare that made Banjo, and it's not at all the same people. Right. That's that's in name only. Um. I don't know. I have, I have zero interest in in a Conqueror game, but... No, I, I'm interested to see who that's for. <laughs> Everyone who it's for, raise your hands. Send us an email, lowscorepodcast at blogspot.com. Tell yep. us, is this for you? Yep. Now send us an email at lowscorepodcast at gmail.com. Right. But it's, it's one of those things, so, like, you know, you see on Twitter people talking about games, and they're, like, all super excited for Conquer. And I bet if you ask them five minutes later, they'd be like, wait, oh, what? Yeah, I, oh. I don't really care. Yeah, it's a good press conference moment. Be like, oh, shit, that's back. Yeah, Conquer! Anytime they, they rehash wait, an old IP like that. But, yeah. yeah. In reality, uh, I don't know how exciting that really is. Now, for real exciting, though. They, this is right up your alley. Right up my alley. This is how they ended the press conference. Um, with a third-party game, which I thought was was really surprising. Yeah. But big third-party game. Big third-party game. Big third-party game. Jay, tell me a little bit about Mass Effect Awakening. Mass Effect Awakening was announced. This is the new Mass Effect game. Uh, no Shepard that we <laughs> oh, saw. This is the old Mass Effect this game. This is the old Mass Effect game. Um, to me, like I looked at that, I'm like, oh, you made a third-person Skyrim. 
but in the Mass Effect universe. Fully customizable player character, lengthy, non-linear action RPG. They showed that map, and it looked insane. Yeah. Um, you've kind and- of got a little ship going around, like, solo. Um, still, still Mass Effect style, like, action-y, kind of action RPG, leaning on action type of yeah. gameplay. But very, like, quest-based, customizable. They showed big, like, inventory management stuff. Um, the map, the map that they showed was just like a little solar system, so it wasn't like the big, big universe map of right. um, the the other Mass Effect games. So I wonder how they're going to like set it in one particular little region. Like, is it is it like old Kotor style, where it's like, oh, like a piece of your ship got blown off, now you land on here. We have to go to like this one planet over here that's nearby. Um, Maybe I mean, like you know, we uninvented warp drives, so you know, you just have to like fly around these planets. That would make sense. I mean, like yeah, Skyrim kind of had story beats where like for some of the major quests, like once you embarked on them, you were kind of stuck until you were done. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they'll kind of do that and then like let you open it back up again. That makes sense. Or it, I mean, there could be like other management things that keep your ties to. Like the way that you buy uh, houses in mm-hmm. towns in Skyrim, like you know, you have like a home base of sorts, right? Like a, like a, you know, a starport or something like that on one of the planets. Um, but the action looked good in it. I mean, it you know, they're they're it sticking with the the really third good. person, you know, cover based shooting stuff. But um, I, I'm interested to see how in that like open environment they're going to do things with the uh, fuck. What are the techs in that game called? I haven't played. I didn't play three. The, the powers, the augmented powers. Yeah, yeah I know. I don't know. Psionics, is that it? Sure. Is that another game. Biotics? Biotics seems like a different series. You played these games, Jay. I've only played one and two. I played a lot of them. What are the psychic, effectively the force Bi- powers? Biotic called? powers. Biotic. See, I'm doing, I'm doing damn good today. You know uh, words. Yeah. I do know words. that I do not know. Yeah. But, but I, I, mean, I thought it looked great. Like, it, to me, it's like... Okay, this is not just another Mass Effect game. This is a right. smart evolution of it. I trust Bioware to do something like that. Um, and it's one of those things that, you know, you've always said that one of the things that you love about that series is what they've done with establishing a real lore mm-hmm. to the universe. Yeah, the fiction is really cool, especially yeah. from that first game, like learning And then about you, the you know, you get to like little insights into it in these in these segments. So, I think that would work out well. And I like a lot of the stuff, you know, from I only played 1 and 2, but into Going to a particular place, like solving somebody's problem, like that is a, a right. typical Skyrim conceit. And and being able to play as um, somebody who's not Shepard, you get to pick your not just your gender but your race in this game. Um, yeah. You know, I think that'll be super cool since that's can such I, a big part of the Mass Effect universe. Can my race be Garrus? Is that is that an option? Yes. So there's be, a big checkbox. Do you want to be Garrus? Uh, you can be Garrus's race, whatever <laughs> he was. No, I just want to be Garrus. Oh. <laughs> You could name him Garrus. I mean, you could probably get close and play like him. Garrus is pretty good. (laughs) It'd be like in City of Heroes where you're like almost Spider-Man, but not quite. Not quite. All right. So that that does it for the Microsoft stuff. That was a a big one. And that, you know, I don't know if I want a 360, no matter what the configuration, or not a 360, a one. (laughs) If you want a 360, I have good news. I have two. You have two. <laughs> um, I don't know if I want a one in any configuration, but in particular, Mass Effect Awakening, yeah. that seems cool. And I, I wonder how that's going to roll out to PC. I bet it hits PC, but not Sony for a while, or PlayStation for a while. I don't know. I don't know. I, I actually bet a game like that, I bet it all comes out at the same time. Yeah. Um, well, then I don't have to worry about but that. But they got it at the press conference. Yeah, good uh, show. Yeah, I mean, you know, they. I don't know. It was okay. They talked all games, which was important. 
Right. Uh, except for kind of the tech announcement at the beginning, but yeah, I think that's kind of what they needed to do. They're they're pushing the big games. I would have liked to see some more um, new IPs and stuff, as you kind of always do. But yeah, not bad. Certainly and, better than last year. And and telling that they don't talk about kind of games uh, like at all. Not at all. That oh. microphone, though, people seem to like that microphone. I guess. I mean, conceptually. All right. So, uh, Microsoft in the uh, Monday morning, and then Monday evening, capping out the end of the day, go to the Sony press conference. Sony. I mean, we didn't go to the Sony press conference. No, but we watched people it. People went to the Sony press conference. I sat in my uh, home office. And then I, uh, I watched it after the fact on my phone at night. I was eating when it was on. <laughs> There's no better place to see games. <sighs> Not than a tiny play. screen. Right, I always um, feel like an idiot when I watch something like that on my phone because I'm like, I have a I have a seven inch tablet, I have a computer with big monitors, I have a laptop, I could watch stuff on my TV through a computer, but no, none of that. It's not as convenient. Oh, it's not. All right, Sony press conference. <laughs> I, just saw your, I just saw your number two here, what you called it. Um, yeah. So big news from the past year is that Sony lost Jack Trenton mm-hmm. who would become a fixture, a guy that we like, uh, he was killer. just like a no nonsense, like, yeah, yeah kind of stuffy CEO guy, but also like not pretending to be dumb. Like all the Microsoft guys or right. like Reggie or something. And it looked like it looks like they had pulled, pulled a big stunt on it. Well, not a big stunt. They had pulled a big, uh, reacquisition, Mm-hmm. I don't know what had happened, but so you saw that they brought uh, Jack Tretton onto big monitor overhead yep. to introduce. And you're thinking, oh shit, is Jack back? Did they just hire him for this? Uh, but no, it was just a little joke. And then he went on to introduce the the string of people. Yep, like that, well, that lots of changes in Sony. We had a big launch and stuff, and I'm I'm excited to present the future PlayStation, starting with like all these executive people. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's funny. That's, that's funny. It was good, you know, self aware and yeah, it, and it was a you know a nice a nice appeal to like a peaceful transfer of power or whatever it is, and you know, a guy who left on good terms with the company. So. Exactly, exactly, and it's nice that there's like. I like the idea of some of uh, all the E3 press conferences as like a series, like not just these one-off things, but acknowledging continuity between <laughs> yes. each year. Um, but on to onto the real business. Yes, indeed. So uh, PlayStation Now got a lot of play. That's their uh, live streaming service that's been in beta. PlayStation Now, that's what I call video games. Now, that actually, I think it's now exclamation oh. point. That's what I call video games. Okay, I'll change it. I, yeah, I find. I mean, I'm not positive. <laughs> I only bought like 14 or 15 of those albums. Oh God, they're no, up to 50. Yeah, I'm, I bought the first three, I think, because I was in middle school. Okay, and that's how you bought singles. Of course, right? yeah. Back then, I'm surprised they still exist in a world where like. Yeah, iTunes, I, iTunes exists. exists. Yeah, but I don't know. Um, so yeah, PlayStation Now details released. Um, so the way they're doing this, for technology reasons, I don't market reasons. I'm not sure. So PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games will be streamed to Vita, and only where, to the Vita, and only to the Vita. Where PlayStation Three games will be streamed to. PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 3. I think that, so, let's talk about the Vita. There was, like, not a lot of Vita news during this And by not a lot, you mean almost 
like none. I mean, like zero. Like, zero? like mm-hmm. actually zero. No box games announced. No dedicated Vita segment. So th- this seemed like the big, we need to do something about the Vita. Yeah. So let's just put the old games on there for now. And I'm sure technologically there's no reason they can't stream those to the three and four. So sure. maybe that'll come I mean, later. Yeah, you know, part of it is, I think, by streaming these games to something with a smaller screen, like I said about the FF10 remaster, mm. like, it's a little less ugly. And, you know, you know, there are PlayStation, PlayStation 1 games have been on the PSP and the, the Vita previously. Right. So, you know, that is a place where they have a natural home and a natural fit. And I, I just wonder if you, like, blew them up too big and put them on a big-ass screen in your living room, that all of a sudden you, the, everything would show. Right. All the, the kludginess would show. It's possible. Possible. But yeah, I, have um, Vita, that, I have no problem with that. So uh, it is a subscription service, mm-hmm. which you know I had kind of thought they would do, but I, it makes more sense for it to be a subscription service considering the offerings that they've made in the past and making PS2 games. Right. Subscription as opposed to a la carte. Yes. A la carte racing. Because, mm-hmm. like, a la carte, they kind of already do. Because you can still, you'll still be able to buy games. Like, yeah. Like, the PS2 classics, PS1. Those aren't going away. Like, yeah. So, subscription-based, um, for PS Plus members, you can either do $5 a month or $39, $40 for a year. Right. Big discount. Uh, and then, if you are not a Plus member, you can actually still subscribe, but it's $10 a month or 100 bucks for the year. Right, if you don't. So they're in, trying to incentivize you doing the, the Plus thing, but you don't have to. Um, and if you're a current Plus member, you get a free month to try it out. Um, and that'll also be a good, like, test the system. Like, just get everybody hammering on it and then seeing as Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, so I don't know. It, um, it depends. Like, that, those prices seem okay depending on what's on there. Yeah. But so let's, m- talk, let's talk about what's, what's on, on there. there for now. So they announced seven games to start with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why why do they don't just announce? I mean, it's it's all like uh, IP, not IP. What's it called? Copyright licensing. There's licensing. there's licensing agreements. There's like they need to test each game somewhat, right? Um, um, and they seem really random. So we've got yeah. God of War one. That's good. Hey, great game. Big game. That is a good game. Big God of War one. Big God of War one. Crash Bandicoot two. Uh, okay, and you lost me at Crash Bandicoot. So whatever number you said after that, <laughs> I, was, I didn't care. Ridge Racer Seven, yeah, it it wouldn't. Well, I was gonna say it wouldn't be a Sony launch without a Ridge Racer game, but no. it hasn't been a Sony launch with a Ridge Racer game in a long time. Wouldn't be a Sony launch without a Battle for Shinden game. That is actually cool. So, it, to go back to my nostalgia for the PlayStation One and uh-huh. for that to be, you know, a, a launch. I think it was launch yeah. game. Um, you know, easier to get than to work with Namco to try to get uh, Tekken. Sure. Something like that on there. But so I, I'm kind of excited for Battle Royale Shinden. It's kind of dumb, but yeah, hey, I will get to play it on my Vita. Um, Final Fantasy VIII? Yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> Which, I like, is that them going to Square? I'm like, can you give us one of your Final Fantasy games for this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Take this one. I like Final Fantasy VIII. I, I know you do. I'm sorry. I don't love Final Fantasy VIII, though. It yeah. is problematic. But it also, is. like, that game's been out for so long, and it's only 10 bucks. Yeah. Down, and it goes on sale all the time. So, yeah, who knows? Uh, PlayStation 2 game, Twisted Metal Black. That kind of makes sense, the online stuff. Try that out. That will be fully online, they said. 
and another racing game, Little Big Planet Karting, because Karting. I guess they still just are trying to get us interested in that stupid franchise. Yeah, well, it makes sense considering one of these bullet points we have here. Right. Well, yeah. Um, not a great showing for initial games. Not a great like, showing. Why? And they said there'd be about four new games each month, like a one a week type of thing. Yeah. That would just kind of roll into the subscription. So, I, I mean, I just wonder if, like, they are testing out these games for that first month, especially with the everyone who's plus already getting a free month of this. It, like, I wonder if this would be, like, almost like a beta testing month. So That's what it seems like. Did, it seems like they're not confident enough in the, like, infrastructure yet. So the the people who don't have plus won't get to subscribe until after this test month? I don't, I don't even know what month this starts. I don't know. It's not clear to, to me. Yeah, that, that's probably some of the questions that will get asked as E3 continues here. Yeah. But, like, I, I mean, I guess it could make sense that if they started it in August, and then by the time Christmas rolls around, they will have enough games to make it worth, like, giving Plus and PlayStation Now. That's what I call video games. Um, now. As, like, a gift. Yeah. Christmas gift. I don't know. It's not It's not what I would have done. It wasn't well articulated. It didn't seem as compelling as originally thought. Definitely no. the big, like, stumbling block of the the whole press conference yeah um all right moving along well speaking of little big planet Mm -hmm. little bigger planet yeah hey jay somebody wants a bit of that minecraft money (laughs) i said jay do you like minecraft um yeah mm, not really neither do i a little bit but i do like no i don't actually like little bigger planet so it is a an online MM, I don't even know what to call them anymore. MMO doesn't seem like the right term, but it's like a, right. it a is lot of not, people playing on the same server. It does not look like World of Warcraft. But yes. but you will be your your uh, sack boy. Sack people, not necessarily yes. boy. Sack persons. Yep. Customize your sack. Going around <laughs> building stuff in the world. Customize and, your sack. Oh, God. Sorry. Multiple people working on the same world. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it was already, you know, it was a building game. It was a platformer, but it's also a building game yep. primarily. So it makes sense for them to think about how to extend this and extend this and use their brand. And we know that there's going to be Minecraft, Minecraft. It seemed, I mean, Minecraft the, on the Xbox one. The problem is it looked really pretty. Um, and, but, but it didn't look, so the, the great thing about Minecraft is it's super abstract, right? So people can kind of make whatever they want. Yeah. This was so much in that, like, String collage. and collage tape and and fabric type of aesthetic. It it like it could be cool. ugly. It could be ugly, but it could also. It just doesn't seem like you could put as much personality onto it. It didn't seem like it was going to inspire the same level of creativity. Something like people that. aren't going to be building the Starship Enterprise. Exactly. Well, people will be building it. They're going to build <laughs> um, Mario Bros. One One because yeah. that always happens. But yeah, there I are a handful know. of things that will get built. It, but, uh, it just seemed it seemed okay, I guess, but it seemed pretty uninspired. Like that would be the word I would use for it. More like, this is my 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 craft, our craft. Nope, never mind. Me craft. Could, could, we, could we redact that? One fifty nine. Write that down. Um, okay. Uh, Naughty from, dog. So last last year, um, we didn't see much. They put up the word Uncharted and be like, Uncharted's coming up. PS4. Yeah. So we wondered if we'd see any details on that. And uh, there's been a lot of turnover at Naughty Dog recently. A lot of turnover. Um, 
some of the the bigger people. Uh, what's her face who worked on Uncharted? What's her face? Way to go, Jay. Thanks. Sorry, I, as we've established, I don't remember names. I don't I actually don't remember the people who left either. Anyway, but uh, so we know that um, you know they they announced the like uh, Last of Us PS4 HD super good version. HD or HD or um, and they came out and showed a Jack and Dexter trailer. <laughs> like what? No mention of Uncharted. No. So. You know, I wonder if maybe Uncharted has kind of gone not off the rails, but like if they've had to push development on it to kind of like re, well, reapply everybody to it. When, and to, when Uncharted to comes out, it has to be good because yeah. Uncharted Two is like you know a, a generation defining game. Uncharted Three didn't really impress anybody, and well, I think it, it sold all right. That. Pe- as time's gone, I think people are like, this didn't evolve like it needed to have. Mm-hmm. So I think Uncharted needs to be a big game. It needs okay. to be successful. So I think they're like, we're going to push this back and give it the time it needs, but we also need to make games. Right. So, and so, and that could be, you know, part of the, the turnover at, uh, at Naughty Dog was right, like, throwing all right, them. we're going to be working on this Jack game. Right. And now we know you wanted to make Uncharted and like great these little ideas. people still are, but yeah. you guys, Everyone else gets to gets to work on Jack. Oh boy! I don't know much about the Jack Jack games. I know I that played I one. played Jack Two and did not like it very much. Jack Two was the open world. Yeah, one, I forget right? Jack Three. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any attachment to those characters. I played Daxter yeah. on Whoa. PSP and I didn't like it. What is is Daxter just a Daxter game? Daxter game on PSP. Yeah. Do so you know about Jack and Daxter? Yeah. Okay. What if it was just Daxter? I don't think and, that and it was, would like that. And it was a platformer. What kind of monster? What kind of monster? What kind of animal is Daxter? It's like a fox thing. Fox thing. I don't know. Right. What is? Yeah, I mean, well, he is. He's fox-like. He's like a skinny Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Is he a meerkat? He's like a orange meerkat. The meerkat makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Jack, so he is Jax. Let's see here. He's, he's nothing. I'm really trying to figure this out here. I would much rather see a uh, Ratchet and Clank game. Well, Naughty Dog doesn't make Ratchet and Clank. Well, so. obviously, I was, I'm saying if we're going to be going, continuing to go oh, with old, Sony IP, sure, yeah. totally, yep, yeah, Ratchet and Clank rocks. I would, I would like to see one of those, and I'm sure we will at some point. But they're working on some game for Xbox, aren't they? Sunset Overdrive. Yeah. Yes, they're yeah, working on Sunset that. Overdrive. I don't know. That looks all right. So I'm in the, I'm, I don't want to talk too much about this because I'm in the middle of season three yeah. at this point. Well, they didn't talk too much about this either, but yeah. um, no. Telltale is doing yet another one of their Walking Dead style games. AMCs. A- AMC and Sony Pictures Entertainment. Entertainment. Um, all of them, they're teaming up to bring in Breaking Bad adventure game. Uh, it'll be set. Shortly before the series, it'll detail uh, Gus Fring's rise to power. You will not play as Gus Fring. You'll play as like, some unnamed character, assistant-type guy. Making choices. If you watch Breaking Bad, you can kind of see like there's a lot of tense moments and getting into a possible situations and getting out that I think that will kind of work for. Um, I, w- I would just want there to be a El Pollo Loco franchise simulator. <laughs> Los, Los Pollos Hermanos. Los Pollos Hermanos. Damn it, Los I can't even... The, well, see, the, ch- the chicken, the chicken brothers. brothers. Yes. 
Have you seen? There's an episode that just opens with a Los Pueblos Armados commercial. Have you seen that one yet? No, I haven't seen it's it yet. Great. No. It's so bad. It, it's like there's like fried chicken raining down everywhere. It's awesome. It's awesome. I, I would totally eat there. Yeah, I'm yeah. in the middle of season three. So. Okay. Yeah, Los Pueblos Armados. I have a Los Pueblos Armados shirt. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, yeah, so that looks interesting, you know. Um, this is what they do, right? This is what they do. They make these games. You got a successful show, throw it at a, throw it at Telltale. Do yep. your thing. It's smart since the show's over, too. You get a little bit more um, freedom. Yeah. Uh, some other just software stuff quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drive Club. Yep. The, uh, the much-talked-about Drive Club. The much-talked-about Drive Club. The off-delayed, and they had that whole snafu with what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, so they've, they've come around, and they said, okay, Drive Club is just going to be free to all PS Plus subscribers. This is a cool, like, mea culpa and a neat yep. way for you to do it after all the... Stuff they announced, like, it's going to be 50 bucks if you want to upgrade it. The free version is going to be really gimped. And, oh, you can't yeah. play it if you're on Plus. Or if you lose subscription, I'll psych, you can play it. So just making it basically like a, you know, one of the monthly free games makes a lot of sense. You know, the, some games that ended up the same way, like, I can't remember what it was on the PS3. And I assume that Resogun will probably just be free forever on no. PlayStation 4. Nope, that's leaving oh, really? this month, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yep. Um, but like, so on the Vita, they've had that Uncharted game, the Among yeah. Thieves. I, I, I think that's what they'll do. They'll have some other anchor. They've yeah. had those anchors for a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Drive Club will, will be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least for several months, I bet. So that made a lot of sense. Um, they mentioned Last of Guardian in passing, hey. but no, no further details still. Just like the requisite, yes, it's still being worked on. Please shut up. We'll just acknowledge it. I half expected like Jack Trenton to come back out on the screen, and be like ha, just kidding, like push it away, cartoon style, like he's, right, like or, yeah, along the green screen, we get, get like a cane and like yank it off stage. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck's up with that game? It, yeah, I don't, I, I don't even want to expect it. I was gonna say it has to be really good by this point, but that is never true. Mm-hmm. Never true. Um. They got the uh, Ubisoft guys on stage to talk about Prince Persia. Uh, New Prince Persia announced a cool trailer. PS4, and I assume Xbox One. Um, No official release date or title, just uh, bringing back the franchise. Funny kind of comment they said, you know, you could expect it will have something to do with sand. Um, Which which got a chuckle. It's Prince of Persia, but it takes place in the Caribbean. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you're a pirate. <laughs> hmm. Pirates of Persia. That Prince of okay. Pirates. Assassin's Creed Five. Prince of Persia. <laughs> you know, I've been they thinking can, about those games the, are kind of similar. I've been thinking about the lineage of these games a whole lot recently, between um, the Prince of Persia's and then all the way through Watch Dogs, and you know what each one picks out from the others. Right. It's like wow, like Ubisoft really has this. This breadth of developing one one work over multiple fictions mm-hmm. in terms of mechanics and stuff. And like learning from each other. It's it's kinda cool. Uh, but uh, Prince of Persia. I what was the last one I played? I played the cell shaded ish one a that, bit. That was really good. They made another one that had sands yeah. in the title. The Forgotten Sands. The Forgotten Sands. And that was the one based on the movie. No. That was yes. the one no, that that one was in the fiction of the like PS two ones. There was wasn't there one based on the movie? I don't the think so. Jake Gyllenhaal one. Yeah, I, I don't know. He doesn't look like Jake Gyllenhaal in the game. Uh, who knows, man? <laughs> um, so Prince Persia. 
I don't know. Are you? I, I've never had an attachment to this series. Mm-hmm. Jay, are you excited at all about Kingdom Hearts three? A little bit. So I have a weird history with that game because I played the shit out of the first game and really liked it. And then, there was no there was no shit left in it. Uh, no, there was no. By the shit. time you were done, I, uh, <laughs> I found all of the ninety nine Dalmatian puppies. I forget what that did. You're missing two. No, the, the parents are the two. I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, Bongo, old boy. So I never played two. I never played any of the other ones. I, I liked it. So they announced Kingdom Hearts 3 last year. Last year, yeah. Um, it's coming out this fall. Um, and they confirmed. So in Kingdom Hearts, you know, you go to these different. You know, there's like hub worlds where you're Sora and then you got Donald and Goofy. And you go to these different hub worlds from different different Disney properties, right? Um, so now, of course, the Disney world is a lot bigger. So they've announced that two of the worlds will be an Avengers world, like a New York with superheroes, and a Coruscant world from Star Wars. Yeah, where's their, uh, where's their like, Muppets world? Yeah, that actually would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Jim, Jim Henson world. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it makes this sense. makes you realize how much shit Disney actually owns. It's a lot. I want them to go even deeper. Um into uh, obviously they've owned ABC f- for forever, but have like a sports night world. Okay, boy meets world, world <laughs> boy meets world. Uh, right. Just yeah, go t- onto like the sports center set. Yeah, t- TGIF. Yep. That's. But I don't know. That made sense. Um, I don't know. The game looks good. I- I'm I'm kind of tentatively interested in it. Um, um along with uh, Final Fantasy 15, which. You know, I don't know if, so, uh, so if that's a. I don't know if that's a game. <laughs> so they showed that brief uh, trailer last year, and you know, Square Enix after so Lightning Returns I think sold like butt. I haven't confirmed that, but it was not on any of the sales charts. That game got discounted real fast. If you want to buy that game for twenty five bucks now, you can. I think I uh, no, I already own it. I think no, Lightning I don't Returns. Are you talking about? Final Fantasy 13 2 or Final I'm, Fantasy 13 3? I'm thinking of Final Fantasy 13 2 because I wanted Lightning Returns, but I figured I should play Revenge Incidents if I wanted the action slash yeah. game first. I heard Final Fantasy 13 3 was bad. It looked bad. Um, but then, like, Bravely Default's been doing well, and, like, they're not sure. So it was just this. I wrote it was just a rant from the CEO being like, what do you people want? But it wasn't exactly that. It was It was more just like. We're continuing to look to listen to our consumers and make sure that this is the biggest and best Final Fantasy game ever. So you can expect classic touches from the series with modern sensibilities and a and a return to form from the series. Like a lot of like vagaries and yeah, Matsuda's basically giving something for everybody. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. It seemed like a little bit of a wheel spinning, but I guess they had to acknowledge that that game still existed, especially after the poor performance of um, yeah. The, the the strategy over there has changed changed so much and you, like you said they, you know they came out and said oh bravely default did much better than we thought it would do maybe we shouldn't worry about you know what our different target global audiences are and just you know try to try to give some maybe fuck final fantasy and annualize bravely default just do it <laughs> fuck no yeah. don't do that yeah it does nothing for me uh, um, so good i don't know playing playing 10 recently and and thinking about the games that have come since 10 that i actually you know have really liked like 12 like 12 and 13 i really like 13 me too. well we both love, we 13. Both love 13 yeah of course of course um you i know, tried I to love 13 too i put a lot of hours in that game it's bad mm, 
I know. I was thinking even as a thirteen apologist, I will tell you that it is bad. Yeah. So at least fifteen is not an MMO. Yep, it's there's that we know that single player game. (laughs) But yeah, uh, some details would be nice. Yep. All right. uh, So big, big software announcement or big hardware? Well, we I mean hardware. Let's start with software because I, I think that's less surprising. De- Destiny was on stage. It was who's going to get Destiny? If Sony got it. Destiny that's coming to the PlayStation Four. Uh, t- no, we already knew this. This yes. is Destiny, of course, is Bungie's new game. Um, they were on stage with a long demo. I mean, it looked like first-person shooter. It looked good. It looked pretty. Yeah, the, they showed the that demo last year, and it seemed like it was on its way to being. Uh, a game that had like it just looked like it needed more features mm-hmm. at that point. It was sort of the, a shell of a game. Sure, and they've they've rounded out a lot. Um, you know, they were showing off a lot more of the different combat mechanics and like the power ups. I guess is the best way to describe them. Yeah, like uh, power ups. I get you know power ups. Augmentate and not augmentations. That's the wrong type. Wrong series. I, I think the only reason shields and boosters and jet, like rocket packs. What are those things called? Sure, power ups. Yeah. Abilities? I don't know. Abilities. Oh boy, um, it looked good. Um, I, I, I'm like all seriousness. I'm, I'm kind of interested in this game. Um, I liked the Halos enough, especially the single player stuff parts. So, and this actually speaks to you because you own a PlayStation Four. I own a PlayStation Four, and and it was Bungie on stage. Not not just subtly being at Sony. They said the best version of Destiny will be on PlayStation Four. And I don't know if they didn't explicitly announce like any DLC agreements or anything, if that was just a frame rate thing or a visual thing or whatever, but damn, like if, if you want, if you want your, your video game, or if you want your system to be the one that sells a video game of that, that measure, you need a big statement like that. Yeah. So that, that definitely, that, that's a big quote made a lot of rounds. You know, that is, that's a system seller. Right mm-hmm. there, Absolutely. I think for the, the you know the next round of people, it's a system seller. I mean, it's it's a new IP. It, it's kind of the best of both worlds, right? It's a it's a new IP from people who made like a big ass established IP. It's a shooter. It's got you know the this multiplayer component, the you know good single player legacy, new world. Uh, it definitely got a little bit for for most people who are still interested in AAA games, right? Um, and and of course, like. The Elf in the Room, it's, you know, an Xbox exclusive developer previously going and making this on PS4 and saying good things about it. What? Yeah. All right. They get away with that. Hardware. Let's talk hardware. So, you know where the money is these days, Jay? Um, Merchandising. (laughs) No. Oh. Well, relatedly. Plastic. (laughs) The future's plastic. No, virtual reality headsets. Oh, ah, the new VR future. Oculus Rift. Nope, the other one. So Sony was there hammering on Project Morpheus. You might know him from The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, red pill, blue pill, cool sunglasses. Yep, there you go. They don't have little things on the side. How did they stay on his face? Larry Fishburne. Super glue. <laughs> Good old Lairs. Laser shoot Larry Fishburne. <laughs> Laser shoot Larry Fishburne? <laughs> it's Matrix, and it's like, whoa, there's boobs. Because <laughs> Laser shoot Larry. All right. Yeah, no, I got it. Okay, yeah, so. uh it was Project Morpheus. Uh, so this is uh, Sony's VR headset. They announced it um, GDC earlier this year. So the big thing about these VR headsets is what do you do about putting like if the tech works, 
what do you do about games on them, right? Like, are people developing games that are exclusively for the headset? Um, are they developing games that can be played either way, you know, the way that Team Fortress 2 is, or right. there's like the Team Fortress 2 Oculus version. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know how it's going to work, and I don't know if it's going to be any good, but what Sony's doing is they are taking uh, old Game, like any game could not any game a list of games 100 plus games right can be adapted for use with the morpheus headset they were vague about this they said 100 plus games are already playable they announced a bunch and like you said there a lot of them were existing games right right like here's gears of war on here's, morpheus yeah. god of war god damn it i never remember that shit god of war <laughs> on morpheus yeah and and I'm guessing so it seems like the the games that they're doing that with kind of remind me of just like the stereo it's not the first person immersed but it's more like the no. stereoscopic world of the 3ds yeah exactly so it's like still a projected image in front of you but it's right. kind of like engulfing your vision um looking around and stuff like that it, which seems kind of cool right yeah. in addition to some of the like first person stuff like team fortress right because one of the things is if you have a a display that can only play a handful of games and they're all like technically comp- not technically uh, technically complex games that have to use like all the the head tracking or head movement stuff yep. you know that is that is a lot to ask out of people to buy a piece of hardware to right. do that but if it's like it's like when remember when sony made the uh the 3d tv that was like for college dorm rooms and they yes. had the sony brand yeah mm-hmm kind of the, i'm getting the sense that this is sort of the same way as that which is like yes it is a virtual reality headset that you can use for this stuff but and it's also going to be just a display right you very you practically minded type of things so that that was the big thing like obviously you need a playstation 4 to use it but you don't need a tv so you can just play you know the screen through that yeah um we saw like they had a a kill zone demo with the head tracking stuff but i don't know it didn't look like it looked good but it didn't look like Shadowfall, and it, it didn't look like a fully fledged game but I think I think kind of the message is we're working on this. It's not going to be a niche thing. Um, there'll be a beta yeah. version starting this fall for uh, you know yeah. some some developers already have it, but it'll be kind of an open beta program for all developers and I guess some like a limited amount for players. Yeah, I don't know. I I assumed it was mostly devs. Me too, because I I don't know, but I guess they want to get it into some players' hands. Yeah, um, and then and then they said it should come out 2015 for purchase. So cool to see it on stage i don't know it definitely seems like they're going all out with it you know it's one of those things where when oculus was purchased by facebook right you started to wonder what what the the video game portion of oculus's future was going to be and oculus is getting sued by zenimax now so who who knows well there's i'm not gonna mention that yet but (laughs) um i don't know i i I'm, These things make me nauseated, and I'm wondering if, like, just having the display would be better than being, like, in the environment. Maybe. Like, we talked about this last time. I'm not all that interested in the VR stuff. No. I think that it's probably more plausible in this Sony thing than the Oculus thing. Oculus still seems like a niche thing for crazy people, and and as we said, you still need, like, a high-end PC to run it, so that problem yeah, still persists. That is actually, yeah. Um, yeah, this is just, you know, USB... And right. uh, HDMI out of the back, right. and then USB into the front for but, data. But it's interesting. Obviously, coming out of GDC, they're like Corton developers first. That was probably a good seed to get get them to make statements like, "Oh, 100 games playable." Um, so playable, playable. 
I can just hold my Vita up to my face real close like this. Yep. And then it's the same thing. Our VR future is here. All right. I so, can tape my Vita to a hat. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about Nintendo. <laughs> Very get, nice. Get Jay. this guy moving. Oh, yeah. it's hey. Remember the touch screen back? I can touch my face. So Do you use Jay has his Vita up against his face. He's using his eyelashes to to bat the the back screen. There you go. Very nice, Jay. It's so weird to me that yours is black because mine is white, and I don't I don't think of them as coming in black. I'll tell you too. Um, have you read any reviews of the like updated Vita? Yeah, they seem bad, and, and it's unfortunate because well, it's the the screen seems bad. The screen right? seems That's bad. The, yeah, the model. So I bought. I have the first model. Yeah, which kind of makes me happy. But the the like the they said there was like a different curvature. Mm-hmm to it and just yeah, a lighter they, yeah they said like the back it's a little easier to grip without like touching the back but i've never found it to be a, it's, sure. it's certainly not a problem for uh role-playing games no. which is what i like to use my thing for as you know all right nintendo nintendo so nintendo not on tuesday doing, not doing too well this is tuesday morning they're not doing too well i don't really think what they showed changed a whole lot yeah, I mean, it was a, a, t- a typical Nintendo Direct stream. Uh, you, entertaining to watch. Like, they're really good at right. that. I mean, they announced stuff, but yeah. um, no new hardware announcement. You know, they had mentioned they were trying to work on some, like, health fitness initiative. No new no new hardware. Yeah. Um, no new IPs. IPs? Intellectual properties. Oh, yes, intellectual properties. Yeah, no, they didn't also introduce new IP addresses. No, no ideas proper. Okay. Um, but let's talk about what they did announce. So, yeah, okay. so we knew that um, the near field communication figures were coming out. They detailed this a little bit, um, confirming some leaked rumors by Nintendo France that they will be working with Super Smash Brothers. Um, uh, basically, you'll get a bunch of characters on the disc. And you can either buy, like, costume swaps, so you can buy, like, Dr. Mario, and then Mario can look like that. Or they will also sell additional characters just through NFC, so if you want to be, like, Waluigi. And then the big thing was that they're going to sell a Fisa Mech character who will be playable. <laughs> that was, yeah, that video is, uh... That video is a video. Mega64 did a good job. <laughs> I, I like that video. It's kind of It's kind of dumb. But like at this point, like that's what you need from Nintendo. You need it to be kind of lighthearted and mm-hmm. silly uh, to to make up for their other shortcomings. Yeah. So remember in the the first Smash Brothers game where like they dumped all these like toy Nintendo characters onto a table and then like they came to life to right. fight. Finally, finally, the real after all these years. And it's cool. I mean, fifteen years. The can... um the characters will both be same characters usable on the DS. I'm sorry, the 3DS and the Wii U versions of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they announced another new game that will take advantage of the same figures, um, and that is Super Mario 128. Okay, do you think that they will actually call it 128? No. By the time, okay. No, I don't. I think I think they're just again because <laughs> they called that, it 128. Wh- right. The, um, when this was so Super Mario 128, if you don't remember, many E3s ago, it was a GameCube tech demo slash game. Yes. That well, it was it was not exp- not explicitly not a game. No, and if you look at it, and Miyamoto said as much, most of what what it was became Pikmin, and then some of it became Mario Galaxy because it's a whole lot of Mario's running around a big sphere. Yeah. It's basically what we saw. 
So it was it was a, a tech demo for you know processing multiple things at once, exactly and, independently controlled. Um, but this just looked like chaos as kind of like it's uh, a Mario style platforming game. Um, uh, in the kind of going off of Super Mario World 3D with the four characters, there was just a ton of different playable characters, like real-time swapping between the different toys. Yeah, I mean, and if you think about some of the platformers, like the the indie platformers, mm-hmm. we will call them. Okay, independent platforming them. games. Yes, independent platforming games. They're platforming games that are independent of anything else. Uh-huh. Um, the puzzle aspects that have been popping up in these games, I'm trying to remember the one, so there have been multiple where it's like, What's the one that just came? Super Time Force is that it? Like where your character does something and then dot like dies and then you like they like rerun the level again and again yes. and again. Yeah, yeah. So th- there've been a bunch of stuff like that. So this kind of makes sense in that that realm of yes, this is a platformer, but we're going to use uh, all the characters who are appearing on screen as a way of like you know getting getting you to interact with them. And so like a bunch of them will climb together and form a totem pole that, you know, the, whatever the primary Mario that you have can climb up. And then, you know, you hot swap in with the other NFC character and then you get a, a bunch, you basically get like little minions to do things for you. Right. Um, in, in the environment. So I don't know it. I'm not going to buy a Wii U for this. I don't know. And it's not clear. I mean, it's it's a cool kind of fun use of the figures. It's not clear if, like, every single figure will be able to be used with it or just the, like, Mario Universe ones. Um, yeah, I, I'm guessing just the Mario Universe that ones. That would be my guess as well. That's all they showed. Um, They'll probably sell, like, a, like a f- f- set... So it'll look like some sort of like curtains, perhaps on the state on the sure. sides, yep. and then there'll be the a Mario, and then Luigi, yep, and then there will be a Peach, and then a Toad, and Toad will raise his hand. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. That's what, that's what they do. Because I pick going. up. Yeah, because I'm fast. Bum bum ba dum ba bum. Ba-ding! All right. Um, other games. Uh, so remember X? You didn't. I know. <laughs> I saw this. I was like. I, this uh, that logo kind of looks familiar, but I don't know what this is. Uh, X was a game briefly mentioned last year. Um, Monolith Mo- Soft. Monolith Soft, who made Xenoblade Chronicles. And Say that one time fast. Oh boy, Monolith, Monolith Soft. Um, they've kind of the current caretakers of the Xeno franchise. I liked Xenoblade Chronicles. Xenoblade Chronicles. They had oh. the Xeno Saga games on PS2. Xeno Blade. Uh, no, Xeno Gears on Gears. PS1. Um, X has been rebranded. Gears. Why? Uh, Good question. And and they with the letter Y. Uh, and they basically said it's it's going to be a spiritual successor to the Xeno games, not a reboot. They they. Right. Uh, uh, I I guess like there's a fiction split here, and and um, I, you know, my here's my guess, my read on this. So Xenoblade Chronicles was critically acclaimed, um, but. Very limited release here, and they didn't do a lot of press. Now it's very expensive and, and hard to find. Mm-hmm. So I think they're like, well, let's make a real marketing push and, and make this kind of a new IP than try to like – because they don't get much by tying it into the old ones besides like introducing right. confusion. Yeah, exactly. Besides us sitting here going, wait, is it Gears Chronicles? Blade? I don't what know which is, one which, of these things. Is yeah. So they still didn't show too much. I mean it looks like a beautiful you know, kind of turn-based RPG. Um, still a GameStop exclusive? <laughs> I heard recently a GameStop commercial on the radio, and they were basically they were making a push for people to trade in their old hardware to buy the new hardware. Mm-hmm. 
And in a future where games are being sold digitally, increasingly, it uh, it makes sense that GameStop is doing whatever the hell it can do to and stay yeah, relevant. Exactly. So my guess was... And GameStop's you know, got to like Nintendo since they're both anti-online. Hey. Hey. Uh, yeah, my guess is that uh, at some point during the development of X, you know, they were just in talks like, hey, should we do this again? And no. uh, GameStop has put part of their marketing budget. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, towards to make paying it, for this to, make it to bring thing. people into stores. Um, switching over to the 3DS, they announced Advance Wars 3D, which yes. is great. Uh, I'm so excited for this. No date announced, but it looks fantastic. Doesn't same, matter. Same cartoony art style. Yeah. Um, they said this Days of Future Past nonsense, or what the fuck was that one called? The X. That's the X Men movie. <laughs> Damn it! Advance Wars of Days of Ruin. Yes. Is that it? Uh, Advance Wars Two is going to come to Virtual Console Wii U later this year. Advance Wars just came out um, in April. Not for th- 3DS though, so that's fucking stupid. Uh, I don't well, know. I don't want to play that on my big. I want to play that OTG on the go. We'll get into that later. Um, Capcom was on stage. They announced a Mega Man game for the 3DS. Right now, just called Mega Man. That looked like a cool kind of anime-y 2D Mega Man game. Mighty Mighty Number no. 90? Mighty Number no. 90. it looked like. Um, now, we've talked about 3DS. Let's talk about 2DS. So, how long have I been saying that... What like Nintendo fucked up, and what they should have done was just made like a little box that you plug into your TV that you use your 3DS to connect to, so you can play multiplayer games as if everybody had a tablet mm-hmm. like a Wii U controller. Exactly. Yeah. Same kind of thing. That seems that seems like wow. Well, it's a pipe dream, but it seemed like a good idea. Nintendo just like they must have heard me say that at some point and said, "Well, fuck that guy." So, 2DS which looks like a Wii U controller, mm-hmm. is going to be compatible as a Wii U controller with an adapter. You have to still have to buy a Wii U. You still have to buy a Wii U, and obviously it doesn't have the NFC stuff, but that's okay, because you'll be right. able to connect the NFC base if you want to use that. But as like a uh, touchscreen controlling device, absolutely right. it'll work. So that is going to be usable as your Wii U controller. Mm-hmm. Like, or mul- multiple Wii U controllers. But! But? Not the 3DS. No! And I don't know. Why if not? I don't know. Is it just because like the 3ds c- could close in the middle of it, and that's the big problem to solve? Yeah. Like, is there is there some like hardware interference that's going on with the way that it's set up? Is it just because the 2ds looks like the Wii U controller? I don't know. I, I, this is one of those where I'm just like, all right, whatever, Nintendo. Like a, a demo like that's like you deserve to like be in the shitter financially with ideas like this. Whatever. I mean, I don't know. Do they then sell, like, a Wii U that's super cheap and doesn't come with the controller? That's interesting. Like, if you've already got a 2DS, it's like a weird connectless type of thing? Uh, that, well... We I mean, they didn't... For 149 or something? They didn't announce any new, like, hardware bundles or anything. No, no. So, Christmas, maybe? Maybe. We'll see. I mean, I could see that... I'm trying to think of what you could do on a Wii U tablet that you couldn't do on a 3DS. And it's not, it's, I mean, they basically have the same buttons in right. total, right? Pretty much, yeah. It's just the bigger screen. So let, let's talk about the most interesting part. <laughs> this, this was actually funny. So they ended with a um, lot of Zelda. A, a lot of Zelda. So people like Zelda. Who, who doesn't? 
I like Zelda. Remember that uh, 3DS Zelda game? It's fantastic. That was a great game. It was one of my top games of the year last year. Mine too. So, Nintendo is not doubling down on Zelda. Nintendo is... The quintupling quintupling down down. (laughs) on Zelda with five new Zelda games. Now, to be fair, one we already knew about, Hyrule Warriors. uh, Yeah, that's the Dynasty Warriors-like game that they've Mm -hmm. talked about. Full gameplay trailer coming this fall. I don't know. I don't like Dynasty Warriors. Who cares? Um, they announced a sequel to Link Between Worlds. Okay. Um, Would you, can, Jay, I'll give you my $40. Oh, okay, yep. And you hold on to it for me so, until that game comes out. Yeah, that, that seems like that's legitimately exciting. Um, an HD remake of Majora's Mask coming this fall to the Wii U, which makes sense. You know, I, I assume a lot of that engine work was already done for um, uh, whatever one, Wind Waker, that they brought over. So, yes. Um, that like process of working with the old games, you know, even though, it's yeah, I mean, different. and they've, they've, they put the Majora's mask on that, uh, whatchamacallit GameCube collection. Mm-hmm. Right. So they've, they've done stuff. Like That's cool because it's still one of those games that it's not a, a lot of people know. And, no, and it's a weird, interesting piece of a game. So that's yeah. exciting. Then they, uh, showed a trailer for a brand new Zelda on the Wii U. Uh, that looked like your, your, Typical at this point, behind the back third person Zelda yep. game, Sideward, Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess. No Look, title for it though. No title. It looked fantastic. Kind of, we knew that was coming. Yeah, and then, the, the, then maybe the most interesting announcement is the fifth game. Yeah. So um, our friends at uh, Retro Studios, mm-hmm. yes, who brought you that? Uh, what was the Metroid? The Metroid game that was the two D oh. Metroid game, not oh, Corruption. You're thinking Other M. Other M, yes. They did not make that game. That was Ninja. Who, who made that? Like Ninja Theory? Oh, right, because the Retro made the 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 three D one. The three D one, Metroid Prime, yeah. and then they made Donkey yes. Kong. Yes, that's what I'm talking. Okay, yeah. So Retro back, Retro's back. Going back to that, they're making a Metroidvania Zelda game, yeah. which could be cool. So, except. I mean, well, okay, Legend of Zelda 2. Uh-huh. They're side-scrolling. That's a terrible game. And it's not... A, well, you know, it's not good. Um, I don't know. What are these games about? Right? Like, effectively, it is the, the, same, the same structure of, like, wandering around a world and needing a power-up to go to a place. And instead of it being top-down or in 3D, it is 2D on the side. Yeah. I, am I... Are you not excited about this at all? Do you not think this holds potential? Well, I think we've we've kind of left out the elephant in the room, the platform that it's coming out for. So, what better way to sell a video game than to sell it to everyone who has that video game system already? Mm-hmm. Not a lot of look. Not a lot of people have Wii U's. Not a lot of people have Wii U's. A lot of people do have 3DSs. Though some people have 3DSs. Good, huge, good amount, uh, good amount of people. Good, good, amount. good amount of people have 3ds's. You know what? A lot of people have though. A lot of people have Wii's. They have Wii's. So this game is a Wii game. Wii game, downloadable only. Mm-hmm. So old, good old eShop. Yep. Old classic eShop. Be and technically, then you can get on the Wii U since you can like boot into Wii mode. Yeah. Can you boot into Wii? Yeah, you can boot into Wii mode and like play all your old Wii games. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's how it works. It's like a separate like OS boot though. Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so, so te- we, 
technically it will be playable there. On the Wii U. I don't know. That seemed like the biggest cash grab move. Like a, a Metroidvania, I like Metroidvania games. Metroidvania like, with Zelda makes sense. You know, you're already collecting items and stuff. They could do things like, oh, you can't get up into these areas until the hook shot unlocks. Throw the boomerang five times at this red door to make it blow wander. Up. Yeah, wander around the world, get power ups to go to places that you're not able to go to. Right. Like I said, um, I don't know. I still have my Wii hooked up. No, yeah. that's not true. I still have my Wii out, but all the cords are in the closet. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, same. I didn't have a good place to like store it, so it just it just sits, still sits there. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, I wonder if at some point we will find out that this is coming to 3ds. It could. I mean, yeah. There's no like, technical, technical reason to. that I wouldn't. But I don't know. I mean, it looked okay. I mean, it was kind of cartoony style. Didn't look jaggedy like some Wii games can. Link Between Worlds 2, though. Huh? Coming out. Coming out. How about that? Coming out. How about that? Yeah, whatever, Nintendo. Alrighty. Well, that was it for Nintendo. That's all the big stuff, at least. Mm-hmm. So it's a couple couple other announcements here. Just uh, catch all. Like usual, the uh, other press conferences, the Konami and Ubisoft. And, um, yeah, Ubisoft not, showed off a little more of the exciting. Prince Persia stuff that we saw on stage mm-hmm. before. Um, um, lots of Assassin's Creed stuff. So we knew Assassin's Creed Unity, that's the game coming out. Um, set French Revolution coming out for PS4 and Xbox mm-hmm. One. Um, we knew there was a game for the old consoles, and they announced it. It did. That is Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag 2, Quality Assured. Right. Uh, so direct sequel to Black Flag um, back in the Abstergo Studios. Right. Um, so the, the thing about the, of the of the first Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Game. Black Flag game. Yeah. So the thing about that, you know, you're, you're working in the development studio and it had like the, the mission rating things that were coming after each of the missions. So they actually used that data to feed back into some stuff that they've changed for this game. So it's kind of reminds me of the, like the Metroid VR missions yeah. in the way it's set up. Like it doesn't have the same single player story. Like no, as you normally do. It's just literally like level after level. Right. You'll um, still be pirating. Yeah. It is a, it is a pirate game, but you know, you don't have, you're not learning about your character as you go. No, on, right? it's I, just yeah, like, I don't think there'll be as much story. They did say it would yeah. somehow tie into unity. Like, I don't know if, at some point, you start testing stuff. Your great great grandson. Oh, God damn is, it! Who cares? Um, I yeah, don't know. I, it it, it kind of seems like what we expected, right? Like the main game is Unity, and this seems like a maybe enough for the sixty dollars price point. Ubisoft hedging that people still have not upgraded. So here's something. Plus, yeah, people exactly. like that gameplay a lot. So it definitely seems like a lot of the cool boat combat, like very combat heavy. Yeah, what we didn't say is that you know, Unity is next gen, and ne- that this is only previous gen. So yes. this is still a yeah. 360 PS3 game using the same tech. Mm-hmm. I like pirates. Who doesn't? I liked Assassin's Creed Four. You did too. I did a bunch. So I don't know. We uh, we we will see. It depends, I guess, on how many eavesdropping missions there are. If there are more than one, fuck, fuck this game. I mean, most of what they showed was like boat combat stuff. So yeah. hopefully, it's focused on that. Um, uh, which let's talk about Metal Gear. Metal oh, Gear. I, I can't even do it today. My my throat is kind of tight. So uh, Metal Konami Gear didn't really say much about the Phantom Pain, but they did announce 
a third Metal Gear Solid Five game. Yeah. Are you anticipating Metal Gear Solid Five? Yeah. I mean, then we, you could you could play Metal Gear Solid Five Life or Limb. Yep. It's gonna use the same. It's a platinum game. Uh, looks like Revengeance is. That was a good game. I don't know. I, I don't know what Metal Gear is anymore. No. So, I guess they just needed Platinum to be working on something. I guess. Like, well, what if we just make another game that'll help promote Five? And that game, that Metal Gear game, was very good. Revenge is it. So, Revenge is Let's just it's, do that again. It's, it's got to be faster to develop than a full fledged Metal Gear game because the story and, element's lighter. And it's a hilarious title. And it's a hilarious title. Life or Limb, like Pursuit of Happiness. Uh huh. You know. The Patriots, Lolly Lulelo. Patriots, Lolly Lulelo. Uh, and then lastly, so I wanted to save this one while we were talking about it before. I can't believe this is real. But I, I can. can. I can't, yeah. So, the more you uh, think about it, the less stupid it is. Right. Telltale has has made The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. They have made Fables. They're ba- working on the... Hmm? Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Borderlands. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Sam and Max. Uh, they're doing the um, Game of Thrones. Uh, and they're doing... Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. So they have like they have the serious dark games, and then they have like the hard comedy games. Uh-huh. Right. They do a lot. <laughs> so uh, coming to your iPhone or iOS, Android, uh, and Vita device, handheld device. At least first. At least first. Telltale presents the Golden Girls. So it is an adventure game set with the characters mm-hmm. of the golden girls tv series right and they they said like we've done episodic gameplay before so right. the episodic nature of a sitcom just made sense right they're actually they haven't announced like a season with like five episodes telling one story like they have before right. they literally see each episode as like an episode like you get in a couple hours get a whole golden girl story and sign on to do voice she'll do anything these days betty white hot in cleveland betty White. oh boy Oh boy! It makes sense that it's coming to mass market products like you know iPhones and tablets and I, stuff. I think that this is them hedging on this is dumb enough, and there are enough people who caught episode like rerun episodes of the Golden Girls like when they were kids or in mm-hmm. college and right. staying home on a Friday morning and not going to class yep. through TV. That, and, uh, and it makes sense like you if you can get middle aged or older people. I mean the games are not hard to control so you could actually see them making use of this stuff if they're going to commit to that game that long i don't know it's it seems fun if anyone can do it telltale can do it i would rather them work on this than that stupid borderlands yeah i agree well because the golden girls is funny and the borderlands fiction is kind of bad so (laughs) yeah all right we saved the best for last that was e3 that was e3 Good morning, Captain. Well, good morning to you, Sucker. Do another mule skin? The list. Down on your new mud run. All right, we decided to do an E3 themed the list for this week. Imagine that. Imagine that. We talked about what happened at E3. Um, all the big things, lots of good things there, but there are some things we're not so excited about. That's right. You 
can never leave an E3 press conference without having a few disappointments. So we have for you the five biggest disappointments. I wish at- they did this. Oh, it would have been good if they had made the 3DS compatible with Wii U. I think the market would be more receptive to an idea like this. Grand Theft Auto 6. Grand Theft Auto 7. <laughs> Halo 6. <laughs> Halo 5 is not out yet, but Halo 6. So, yes, uh, five biggest disappointments. E3 2013. They could be things you wanted to see. 2014. 2014. <laughs> things you wanted get to see. Get a calendar. I don't have a calendar. Well, I know. That's why I said get one. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to uh, mean. Things you wanted to see that you didn't see. Things you saw that you did not like. Ch- trends, games, whatever. We have a, a, a myriad of uh, objects on this list. We do. You want to go first? Should I kick it off? Five big disappointments. Uh, I'll kick it off. Okay. I'll go first. Hey. So, uh, a trend in the world that I hate. And it was... Exp- Especially prevalent this year, so that everyone can talk about it. Everything which ha- was worse, everything was hashtagged. Everything was hashtagged. Hashtags like, everywhere. It, it's not just like uh, you know, uh, E3 2014 or you know, Sony 2014. It's like every fucking game had to have a little thing in the corner right. on the stage that mm-hmm. was like, now talk about this game using this hashtag. Uh, hashtag Halo Five trilogy. Has- no, what? Stop it! Stop doing that! I absolutely hate that. Um, what is what's the new twenty four called? Oh, it uh, another day. Uh, yeah, twenty four lad. Twenty four lad. We were just making fun of it. Oh my god! I swear, we were watching an episode the other night and we we're making fun of that. Hello, I was like, is that because they're? Hello, I'm a twenty four lad. <laughs> oh, so bad. Oh God! Uh, another one I saw yesterday. Uh, what was it? A couple days ago. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the Guardian US, mm-hmm. which, if you look at it real quick, it says Guardian Anus. <laughs> Guardian Anus. <laughs> like, all right, folks, let's figure out our hashtags. Guardianus. Well, let's figure them out by dropping them all. Yes, get rid of the hashtagging. Stop hashtagging everything. RJ. All, right, all right. First so, disappointment. Um, I was. Super mad that they didn't announce Bravely Default 2. Come on. Oh, I know the game just came out in February. The time is now. <laughs> the time is not now. The time That's unreasonable. Is, I'm, I feel like I'm fairly close to finished with the game. I'm going to need another one ASAP. Maybe you can go back and play the Four Warriors of Light. No. Come on. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, Jay. Next year? Next year. I Maybe. Know. I don't know. Well, you know. That could be just one of those things that they just put out at any time. I want another one. That's fine. Um, so let's see. The thing we didn't talk about for uh, during the Nintendo conference, which I'm glad we didn't because this was on my list of biggest disappointments and I didn't want us to talk about it, exactly. was Nintendo's announced slate of iOS teaser games, we can call them. I don't know what to call them. Sure ios minis but no that's the playstation mini yeah um so you know for a while people have been talking about like oh nintendo needs to get on these mobile platforms where the money is and nintendo said yeah well we've considered doing this we will use the iphone android phones or whatever Uh oh hang on (coughs) excuse me tight tight cheer wine 
Um, Extra carbonation, no sugar. No sugar. So we use these. So the stuff that they put out is just like, it's not even the, we was the remix Nintendo remix games called? It's not even like that. NES like, remix. NES remix. It's like, it's not even as interesting as NES remix. It's just like little simple interactions based on common types of games that you find. So there was like a Mario runner game. I guess, sure. Like cannibal style game. Whatever. Right? Like just, uh, the Zelda one was just a, um, like Mario Paint style, just like drag colors and like sprite swapping uh-huh. interface thing to like create little Zelda scenes. Yep. Like, what is? I don't get the point. I of don't know why they're doing this. Like it seems better just to spend your money on television commercials. Well, or- well, I mean, it seems like it seems like people who don't understand. It seems like old people. Hey, kids these days have the mobile phones. We need to be in the mobile phone phone space. We need to be in the social space. Okay. Oh, oh, the social space. The social space. So, but, but. Connect your but, LinkedIn. But we are a hardware company. So we don't want to do too much on this hardware that we are not selling and controlling. Yeah. I mean, the approach makes sense. The actual games. Yeah, but it seems the approach makes sense in like a 2010, 2011 world. The approach made sense. <laughs> okay. So, know. yeah. Big old disappointment. I don't that know what stuff looks dumb. Um, I was disappointed that we didn't see anything from Rockstar. I mean, I, yes, I agree with you. It is disappointing. I I didn't assume we would. But there was, like, always a part of me that hopes. I know. Maybe it's, uh, you know, totally unreasonable. It's... Uh, it's been a long time since we've seen Red Dead. I'll just say yeah, that. It's right been here. a long time. It's been. Um, uh, you'll remember that uh, right before E3, Take-Two extended the Agent trademark, that like Cold War spy game that had been like announced a while ago, and then nothing was heard from. I was sad we didn't hear anything about that at E3. Um, you know, I, I was kind of curious about a GTA 5 on PS4, Xbox One. I don't know why, because it's not like I'm going to play that game again. Yeah, that actually kind of seemed like the obvious thing. That but seemed like the obvious little thing. I mean, uh, Red Dead, I don't think is that big of a long shot. Like, a Bully 2 would have been a long shot, but just something. I mean, like, you know... I, I never just wonder, like, do they just do they just have something of their own? Like, are they going to do an online thing? They, they don't bother making these deals with anybody to I mean, Rock, Rockstar pretty religiously makes a game a year. And I like basically everything they make. Like, I never think of them as, like, I'm the world's biggest Rockstar fan. But I look back, I'm like, nope. I actually think all of their games are fantastic. From Max Payne 3 to Grand Theft Auto 5 and kind of everything in between quality-wise. You should try playing uh, Midnight Club LA. Okay. I might have to put an asterisk on the sentence that I just said. (laughs) No, Midnight Club LA is fine and actually oh, it's it? interesting to see like that game and then gta 5 coming after that and like the technology that they used because that like the zoom out swapping stuff that's all in minute club la mm-hmm. not as well done obviously but right that stuff's there yeah la stands for los angeles by the way i don't know what does it stand for los angeles it's a city in california it's not the capital that's surprising but it's very big Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Los. Um, La Angeles or Los? Los. Los like in Spanish. Los. Score. Okay, go ahead. 
Los score. Los Angeles L- Los score. score. Um, so everyone's been waiting. Everyone's been wanting to know what comes after the year of Luigi. Mm-hmm. The burning, the burning question. Right. Or the the year and a little yeah, bit longer. It's than been the year of Luigi. Been. So. Fucking Nintendo, in typical fashion, pulls a Time magazine on us and announces that the successor to the year of Luigi is the year of me and you. M-I-I and we you. There was, like, all the Tomodachi life stuff and... It's like, I I don't care about me's anymore and I don't want to spend a year with them. I tell you that much. Give me something. The less said about the me's, the better. Yes, exactly. Give me a... What was the name of the witch from those Mario games? Give me that. The Yoshi's Island. Hermione. You make you, you make it, Hermione. Give, give me Hermione. Year of Wii U. My number three. We mentioned this a little bit talking about the Advance Wars 3D announcement. Why the fuck can't I get GBA games on my 3DS? That to me was something that I kind of expected to happen. Do you want, like, a technical answer to that? No, because I don't give a shit. <laughs> okay. Like, I, have, I think I have a technical answer to it. What's the technical answer? I, I'm trying to – I mean, so I remember in the the process of trying to find homebrewed – I mean, by the Game way – Advanced games you know to play that on – There are already GBA games on the 3DS. That, like, early adopter program thing, remember? Oh, right. Wait. What did they give? They gave a shit ton of GBA games. I don't. I don't remember then. Then I have no answer. That it must be just be the the DS, not the 3DS. That is the problem. Then it had something to do with um, like emulators being able to run at certain speeds and communicate with hardware back and forth before. But now I don't know. Among the selection was Super Mario Advance Three, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Metroid Fusion, WarioWare Inc., Mega Microgames, and Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Fucking A. I forgot. That was... Ten ten GBA games and ten NES games that got to the people who had bought the, like, $250 3DS. Those people fucking made out. Those are Mm -hmm. great games. Yeah. Serious games. So, so I'm not sure about the, like, uh, technical limitations. Never mind. There are none. It's just Nintendo being a jerk. Um... I, I, I thought that would have been like a low impact, like we are not doing too well. Let's get some easy money. Speaking of easy money. Yeah. You know, those Pokemon games. No. Pokemon stands for uh, pocket men, men, pocket men, men in your pocket, men in your pocket. You take the pockets and you throw balls at mm-hmm. each other and okay. then the men battle. Good. No. So no further explanation needed. They recently announced the Alpha, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby, like they've the right. remakes of the GBA games for 3DS. Not great Pokemon games, in my opinion. I don't. I don't think I ever got to. I played most of those. Sapphire. So the ones that I did, where I did pick it up again, was Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. Already teasing announcement for Pokemon Hard Diamond and Soft Pearl. Yeah, they are it was like you know, you know what sells. Pokemon, Pokemon games. <laughs> Pokemon games sell everything. Yeah, 3DS, mm-hmm. on carts, like, didn't give us a date, but I'm guessing not too long after the new 
Sapphire Ruby remakes. I don't know. Um, or con- concurrently, like, oh, I don't like the GBA ones, but those. He's like, what yeah. Pokemon do you want? Just here's a lot. Yeah, exactly. Just swap them all. <laughs> we remade X2 and Y2 or whatever they were called. Black and white, uh, too. So, yeah, like, you know me. I'm always looking for that Pokemon announcement that's going to push me over the edge and to hear them wasting their time remaking, remaking, remaking games. Drive me crazy. Especially since X and Y were supposed to be great. X and Y were great. Yeah. No. Did I play it? No. No, you played black. I played black. Or white. And then did you play white I, two or black two? I, pl- I think I played white and I have black two. Okay. I didn't play the twos. But I, I liked black. I have black. Yeah, that's a good one. That is a good one. They should remake that. <laughs> Maybe if they had announced that, I'd be okay. Uh, so, right. um, as sad as I was at the lack of Rockstar kind of expected it after like all the like rumors and the whatnot no bethesda announcements whatsoever yeah nothing about fallout 4 uh i i don't know if i, I don't know what's going on with elder scrolls online that seems like just a bad idea the reception doesn't seem all that positive so i don't know if they're just spinning the wagons but i fully expected like everybody fallout 4 coming out in the same way oblivion did last generation and being like hey here's what these things can do Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I would like more at this point. I don't know if I want to go back to Fallout Boston or whatever it was that was leaked or teased or rumored or whatever. Yeah, um, I don't know what other rumors to expect. I assume there will be a Fallout Four game. So Bethesda was part of Zenimax, and as you know, the maximum are, Zen. Yeah, the maximum amount of Zen. They are a litigation company mm-hmm. and a patent holder company, according to according to Zenimax. Yep. So they're they're too busy trying to get their money from Facebook about the Oculus to bother making games. That's my prediction. Who knows? You heard it here first. Who knows what we'll see, man? I don't know. Part of the part of the settlement Fallout oh, exclusively boy. for Oculus with Facebook integration. That's ridiculous. Nuts. Super nuts. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, my last one. Here on the list of biggest disappointments sometimes there's a song there's a popular song a popular theme that shows up in all these press conferences okay but like power from kanye west yes exactly oh. uh the the song of the moment so the song of the moment right now is the dj snake lil john song turned down for what i have no Which, fucking idea what you just I will, said I will, I will play a clip of it right now uh jay do this for me just in the meantime go to td the number four wbutton.com td4wbutton.com yeah okay it's a uh, it's a big button it's a big button you should press the button turn down for what turn down for what so that song made it into five of the six major press conferences it was at microsoft sony nintendo ubisoft it was in the konami stream but it was not at the ea press conference that seems ridiculous to me did you see the uh coordinate did you see the when will the bass drop snl digital short no so i'm gonna send it to you you could watch it after this it's great great. andy samberg hosted uh snl for the season finale and there were two different digital shorts this was the best one (laughs) 
<laughs> Perfect. Uh, it's funny no matter what, but apparently he's parodying like several like real things, um, like a real DJ and shit. It's, I don't know. I liked it. All right, so RJ, your your final one. My last one. So uh, at the beginning of our E3 coverage, we talked about the different options for the Xbox One. Um, some of the things that were not optional that really made me mad. There was no option to purchase an Xbox One without a controller. And I feel like they should have an option where you get the Xbox One and the Kinect and that's it. That's actually interesting. Because, and and I'm serious about this, that might sound stupid, but I think there's a contingent of people, like, there's a lot of people buying those fitness games, those dancing games, who are just using it for casual purposes. Mm -hmm. And it seems like that's kind of a market to reach out to. Like, if you're going to take it out of the box, why not double down? And, like, if you're going to separate user base, fucking separate it. Be like, this is the casual version of the system, okay? Just for watching Netflix, for snapping in and out. It's still got all the voice stuff, right? Because it's got Connect. Yeah. You can play your dancing video games. And so what if you can't play Titanfall? You're not going to do that anyway. You're going to play Zumba Fitness. Yeah. Huh. I mean, because they could also... Like along the line, they could have just done like a media center edition. Mm-hmm. Like here's the here's the connect with like a pass through, right? Like a little pass through adapter, so that you just hook it up your TV and it just does like the cable and the the watching stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that'd be neat, and it just becomes part of your ecosystem. Again, like I don't know, they they have they like spent so much time building all these like casual and like media center functions into a video game console, forgetting that you need to appeal to video game people. So what if you didn't? Right. What if you could just totally separate it out? Just double down. Then double down. If you're going to go to that uh, extent to do the like checkbox, make your own version anyway, I don't see why this wasn't included. Except if you have a controller, then you'd be like, well, maybe I'll buy this game or maybe I'll buy a game. Right. I have a controller. All right. Okay. That's true. So probably just just banking on that. Trying to sell some stuff anyway, but. Anyway. Yeah, that's a. It was. A, I, I like that. You disappointed in them not going all the way with just it. Just go all the way, man. Just get crazy. Take risks, man. Take a risk. Okay. Well, that was it. That's wow. That's that's long. That's a long that's podcast. A, yeah. We should wrap Ooh. this up. Yeah, maybe we should cut part of this out. I don't know. Or maybe not. Who cares? Who cares? Okay, so uh, tell us. Tell us about your E3 reactions, E3 2014 reactions at lowscorepodcast at blogspots.com where there's an article that is the, the, the name of this episode. Mm-hmm. And then below that, there's like a comment section. You can and write I tell things. you, don't, don't read the comments, but you can write comments. Sure you can. And then, then we will read them. Or you can send them directly to us, lowscorepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. That's not going anywhere. It's not. You can reach us on Twitter at lowscorepodcast uh, and – you should say, hey, at Low Score Podcast, my favorite hashtag from this year's E3 was... 